so now all your heated gamer moments are out, and then we can start recording. There are no heated gamer moments. Don't try to let the listeners believe that there are. No. Stop putting words not, in our mouth, Harry. This is not a Call of Duty chat room back in 08. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it could be. About for what we're going to talk about. It could very much de-escalate or escalate into that. Exactly. You know, the thing about Call of Duty is it's still like that now. It hasn't changed at all. The thing about Xbox Live is everything was like that back in a way. <laughs> <laughs> you could be playing Viva Pinata and people are saying horrible, horrible things. You just hear like a four-year-old calling you like racial slurs mm-hmm. and, and all sorts of mom. expletives. Oh, yeah. My mom, my mom, apparently not white and not a very nice woman. That's I've uh, I've heard many, many things said about her, especially when I played Xbox Live. And that's why I play PlayStation. Mm. Thoughts and prayers, Terry. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry for you and your mom. So sorry. Such a bad problem. The thing is, is like my mom says thoughts and prayers, like unironically. Like, that's no. Oh, and God. she gets so offended when I'm like, you don't need to. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's just, like, Does she have a live, laugh, love sticker somewhere in the house? No, not, but my I, sister not who lives with her definitely has several. <laughs> not a tattoo, though, right? We haven't gone that far with it. I don't I don't think that sister has any tattoos. I don't think she has uh, any friends that would take her to get any. So I feel but like def- you bait <laughs> I feel like you bait me into talking about your sisters knowing full well that they listen to this. My so sister Amanda can... listens to this for sure. I don't think my sister Leanne knows what a podcast is, so probably <laughs> not. You're going to get a very angry message in a couple of days. Exactly. Okay, I don't have to answer it. <laughs> Harry Chelsea was talking shit about me again. Please tell her to stop. <laughs> like, the entire population of our hometown listens to this podcast, so... It's not saying a lot, Terry. <laughs> no, it's not. There's like 40 people there, there. Um, but mm. they all listen. So shout out to all the people there. Day shout out to Hellman. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you guys are about ready, we'll get started. Uh, for the uninitiated, hello and welcome to Right in the Feels. This is the podcast that takes your nostalgia and beats it with a lead pipe until you remember just how good life used to be and how good it no longer is and <laughs> that's that's really the focus that's what i want to do i want to remind you about how happy your childhood was and how miserable your adulthood would be and how you'll always be chasing that and uh if you still want to listen then uh buckle up buckaroo do you think that we're being upstaged by the year 2020 making you nostalgic for literally just last year I never thought about that. Asking Uh, for a friend. Like, it's sort of taking what our shtick was supposed to be and really just... It's just really just, with yeah, it took the flag and ran with it. It's really unfair, too. You know, you try to loss in a, a nostalgia podcast, and you're like, let's talk about the 90s, and people are just like, let's talk about 2019. You remember when we could breathe outside? It was crazy. Like, I miss it. <sighs> anyway. but uh, Tell them uh, what thanks. our topic is. Yeah, let's bring it down a notch. I am your faithful host, Terry Smith. As always, I apologize. I'm still me. I'm still here. Um, can't fix that right now. Um, also, I apologize. Chelsea's still here. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Not being paid. Chicken sandwich list. So, <laughs> yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash can't be killed creations. Toss a buck or two. It keeps the lights on, keeps chicken sandwiches rolling. Because really, what else is 2020 about then? Survival <laughs> and chicken. And 90s nostalgia, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you can get past your, your nostalgia for 
um, 2019 and any really any year where the sky wasn't on fire and the air <laughs> filled with germs, um, then you can look back a little bit further and talk about the 90s. And today we have a special guest with us, Chardet. How's it going? It's going, Terry. It's going so well. And by well, I mean terribly, but I think we all know that. <laughs> by well, you mean how you're locked in the basement because you're too afraid to go outside as with the rest of the Oh, population. always. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't remember, Sade was on an episode of Persons of No Consequence, one of our writing episodes, and she talked about, you know, living in England back in the before times. In the before times, you mean like in February? (laughs) I mean, it was like the before times. I can't. Time has fluctuated in such a way where I have no idea what is or what will be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand it at all. My boss today brought up uh, one of our projects. We had a pretty pretty like set in stone timeline and someone asked not like when is it supposed to be done or if it will be done just what is and that was the end there was a question mark <laughs> can that be the slogan for 2020 what is, what is? how, how what is? do and also how do why but just the letter <laughs> y repeated <laughs> Everything I say, like, like my existential crises, crises, jeez. Crises? Crises. No, I can't. And I'm, I'm all hopped up on aspartame right now. So, uh. um, are you chewing gum again? No, I'm not chewing gum again, but I am chugging diet soda because it's just so good for you. It's not disgusting tasting or for you. It's it's full on off brand. I meant to buy like seltzer water. And what I got instead was still off brand but like (laughs) diet soda the same company that makes this diet soda also makes pretty good carbonated water you know like the like how they capture like a fruits fart and put it in a bottle next to water Mm -hmm. and then carbonate it that's what i was trying to buy you know like Lacroix. well that was your first mistake buying seltzer water well listen i like the carbonation (laughs) and apparently (laughs) soda will kill me and so i was trying to get away from that and i got diet Mm -hmm. soda instead and i'm not gonna not drink it because i'm cheap who told you that diet soda was not going to kill you? Because I'd like a word. No, I, I'm saying I, I, I'm saying normal soda will kill me. I didn't mean to buy diet soda. I was trying to buy the thing that wouldn't kill me. So I, and I'm going to drink this, even though I know it'll also kill me in a different way. But I'm thirsty. Okay, but well, Terry, you can't be killed. That's the name of your company. That's true. Okay, listen, you're <laughs> twisting my words now and using them against me. And that's not okay. Yeah. I'm not running for office. You can't just do these things. I don't think the politicians are the only ones that are <laughs> in need of that happening. Having their We're going to jump them. to our first topic. And by first topic, <laughs> I mean our only topic. And mm-hmm. that is today we're talking about Harry Potter. Harry freaking Potter. Yeah, the, the new HP before HP Lovecraft, because, you know, HP Lovecraft was super uh, controversial because he was a piece of shit. And then you jump mm-hmm. to Harry Potter and there's no controversy at all associated no, never. with the brand. Never heard of um, it. No, it has never awesome been. Will never be. <laughs> it's perfect. I, I believe that it wasn't it upon initial release banned from many many schools. So yes, yes it was. <laughs> literally right out the gate, it was generated. So, <laughs> so first, before we jump into all the controversy and all the crazy crap, we are we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about the books, the movies, the spinoffs, the video games, the crappy action figures, Jelly Bellies, J.K. Rowling, and you know her shittiness. We're going to talk about it all, 
But first, we're going to talk about our touchstones. So what is everyone's major touchstone for Harry Potter? Where did you start with it? What like made you get into it? What made you get out of it? What is Harry Potter to you? We'll start with our special guest, Charday. Oh, me. Good, because I'm the one who could ramble on about this for literally 20 hours straight. So I'll try well, to keep fine. it as condensed <laughs> as possible. <laughs> you just, you know, if you want to do that for an hour, me and Chelsea, we can go get some chicken sandwiches and you can just do your thing. And... Perfect. I'm brand. me a burger, so... <laughs> beautiful strap in y'all it's it's a story and my story i mean it's it's really nothing special so my dad started reading the books to us when we were when me and my brother were kids like we uh, our bedrooms were separated by a hallway and he would just like lay in the hallway and read us harry potter and then around, i think he started doing that around the time that the first movie was coming out so this would be like 2001 um nice. so that he was kind of like gearing us up he wanted to take us to that movie like as a family and then uh, a couple years down the road, my dad's super like techie. He's into like web design and internet stuff and all this, all that jazz. And he discovered a site <laughs> called <laughs> MuggleNet, which if you're a hardcore Harry Potter fan or an old Harry Potter fan, you probably know what MuggleNet is. It's just, and for, to explain it very briefly, it's a fan website. One of the, I think most popular fan websites for Harry Potter when the books were still coming out and when the movies were still coming out, they had like exclusive interviews and set pictures. And then he showed me that website. And then I was obsessed with it because the movies were still coming out. And I wanted to know everything about the movies before they came out and everything about the new books. So I was on MuggleNet. And then I discovered <laughs> MuggleNet fan fiction, which led me to Harry Potter fan fiction, which led me to a lot of just regular fan fiction. <laughs> and that just sp spiraled out of control. <laughs> so hashtag thanks, Harry Potter, for that. So, uh, and that just. <laughs> That spiraled into, you know, obsession. And apparently my tag, you know, your tag that you have in high school, like, oh, like Terry, he's the loudmouth idiot like that. Mine was, yeah. oh, it's Charday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Charday. She's I the Harry specific. Potter girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, am I lying? No. Um, <laughs> pretty accurate, honestly. That's probably yeah. the nicest thing anyone had said about me in high school. Well, you're so um. welcome. <laughs> but my tag was the Harry Potter girl. So apparently that was my only personality point when I was going through school. And when your wife you can probably confirm it. Yeah, when I was going through the schools, you know, yeah, like, okay. like in high still school. Not, like, like when I was like, I haven't talked to Sade in a few months. Better get her on a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. it's just it's it's an integral part of my past, present and future. And so... I think, I mean, I haven't, as soon as the movie stopped, like, I think with everybody, my kind of interest kind of started to not necessarily wane. I mean, it would always be like part of my childhood, but then the Fantastic Beast movies started to come out and then you get geeked about that. And it, it's kind of like at that point, it was an omnipresent uh, culture kind of movement. Uh, and I was, I grew up with it. And I think everybody in our generation grew up with it. And my story is very similar to a lot of people's. And uh, thanks to Harry Potter and showing me fan fiction, I figured out that I like to write and that's my career now. So that's pretty cool, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. And like, it's far from the only success story I've heard coming from fan fiction, for sure. But spoilers, oh, yeah. I want to I want to jump to one thing. You said you got geeked about mm. Fantastic Beasts. And yeah. uh, is that true? <laughs> Yeah, no, when, yeah, when the first movie was announced, like, I was kind of skeptical, but, I mean, at that point, I still trusted J.K. Rowling and her judgment, 
So I was just like, yeah, sure. Newt Scamander, the 40s, Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Like I knew enough about the lore of Harry Potter to know kind of what the story would be about. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And I liked, I thought I liked the concept of like that era. Um, But then the Crimes of Grindelwald came out and I changed my tune about that because it's a terrible movie and nobody can convince me otherwise. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't really. I got really bored during the first one too. But we'll talk about that in a second. So we'll Chelsea, talk about let's it. We'll talk about that. Yeah, exactly. We'll get there. We'll <laughs> sit on it eventually. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, give me your touchstone for Harry Potter. So coming from an opposite perspective, um, I didn't get into Harry Potter until after the first movie had come out. My parents, but I, but basically just my mother was dead set I wasn't allowed to see it or read it or uh, watch it or have any sort of part of it because it was the devil. That's true. As, it as, the devil. as many people a thought. And uh, I was at I was um I was at a friend's house. I don't know. I was like second or third grade, and she had gotten um the first Harry Potter on VHS, and we watched it even though like we weren't supposed to, you the know, devil. obviously. And yeah, and I fell in love, and I said this is, you know, this is fantastic. I, and she was like, yeah, they're, they're books too, right? Because like, I had no idea. And I was like, no way. And she had them. And I read the first one that night, right? Like, <laughs> while we were supposed to be sleeping, I was like, reading that. And then I got my grandparents to buy me the first box set of the first four. And um, hid, oh, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hid them for a while. And then the second movie was coming out. And my actually that same friend her mom was trying to convince my mom that it wasn't like the devil and so my mom took my friend and I to see the second film like we got to skip school to go and see it and everything it was like an early release or something and now your mom loves Harry Potter no but she like watched it she said this is this isn't like what I this thought is not the I mean, devil. right yeah I mean she doesn't love it but, but like she doesn't hate it she watched all the movies after that but she's like oh this isn't the devil and I was like thank god like, yeah no shit <laughs> yeah, like, so then, um, so then I would, I mean, we did a lot of like, she would take me for like book releases and stuff though. And I wouldn't dress up because I didn't have a costume, but like we would go at midnight to get the book. Like I, she would pre-order it for me. Or How I, hard is it to dress up like somebody from the Harry Potter world? They're in our world in the nineties. You get a stick and, and like, um, there, there were kids, that, there, were kids there, there were kids there with capes and hats and stuff. And my costume. Yeah. You need like, you need the good. class colors. Yeah. Like you and need the, to go all out. Poor, so did not have, so <laughs> just wore like regular ass clothes. I'm a nerdy um, ass looking dude with glasses. I'm already cosplaying as Harry Potter. Done. Terry, that's not the point. That's not what it's supposed that's to be. That's not the point. One hundred percent the point. And you have a scary no. beard, so I don't. Yeah, Harry Potter doesn't have facial hair. <laughs> uh, well, he had to grow facial hair eventually. He's an old man now. I mean, that doesn't mean not all men grow facial hair, Terry. Well, that's like not all men. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I guess my touchstone. Like, I uh, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the books, like the book releases, like going to that more so than the movies. I mean, I went to like the movies when they, like, opening weekend or within the first couple weeks or whatever, but um, the book releases are always more what I got geeked for. And then I did not think that uh, Newt's Commander. <laughs> I did not like that. I didn't like that they were expanding on um, the property in that way. Uh, and then, lo and behold, I, you know, I hate to be right, but then <laughs> all of the, even more of the controversy uh, came out. So I actually have only seen the first one. I haven't seen. There's only two, right? I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, yeah. There's only two. Yeah, I saw the first one and I said, I, "This is not what you know what I thought it would be." Actually, it is exactly what it is. So, 
Well, uh, I don't have a touchstone because I had friends growing up, so I, I didn't get to Harry Potter till uh, later on. But uh, didn't you and your friends? Like, yeah, exactly. Didn't you and your your quote unquote friends have other nerdy obsessions instead? Listen, mm-hmm. we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about Harry Potter. Like but, it's literally um, your time to talk about your touchstone, Terry. We're supposed to be talking so, about you. So my touchstone for Harry Potter, I was there at the beginning, just like everybody else. The books were coming out. It was a big thing. My mom came home with Sorcerer's Stone. She was like, hey, we've never really read a book together. Let's start with this one, thinking it was like a way to get me more excited about books, which I wasn't at the time. I knew how to read very well. Like I was, I was advanced in reading, but refused to read books because I was a shithead. So, so she was like, this will get him into it. And she starts reading it. And God is that first book. Awful. I stand by that as a piece of shit. Book. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Terry. Terry, Don't even get me started with you. It's Trump so boring. This is just like your Lord of the Ring takes. No one asked for it or wanted it. <laughs> it's, it's so boring and honestly it's not as bad as i'm saying but uh, i really didn't like it as a kid i just couldn't get into it it was it was boring and it there was so much like ranting i guess like there would be a lot of words said about one very small thing and to a little boy i don't know when they came out when we were like four or five somewhere around there i just i could not care like at all <laughs> so i was and so normally that's like okay they didn't like that book except for because i again i was a shithead i decided that meant i didn't like books period and <laughs> logical logical right. to make there. right so my stretch of not reading went for much longer i honestly didn't read a novel that wasn't assigned to me for school until i was almost 11 12 years old when aragon came out uh, um, and it was Harry Potter's fault because the first book sucked, so I just did not care. Um, of course, when the movies came out before that, I was really excited and I got into them. And that's partly what got me back into reading those books specifically, because I got into reading all books. Like I, I made up for the time lost um, after after the fact. But when the movies came out and they were awesome and I really loved them, I got obsessed for a little while and it almost made me read them earlier on. Uh, but not good enough because that first book was that bad. Um but uh, I did have some really crappy action figures. I watched all the movies. I went and seen them all. Same thing. Chelsea, they would take me out of school, like early premieres. My parents loved them because they just love like movies, period. It was one of the first series that I got to watch as they came out with my parents because they got me into lots of other series that were already done, like Star Wars and shit like that. But they were all super into Harry Potter. So it was a cool like family bonding thing um but yeah that's my touchstone Harry Potter is not liking the first one it's funny that you say you don't like the first one because my cousin um I got the first I have I've been buying him as they've been coming out on the illustrated versions like um, yeah those are yeah um from when he was young and he's not like super into reading but he also tried to read the first one even though it was illustrated and he was like it's a no but I just like kept buying them for him so then my aunt like had him watch they watched the first movie as like a family and he then read the book after he had watched the movie he was like oh maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was what's funny is like again reading them a little bit later on I really liked the rest of the series I didn't like two as much but three onward I thought were really really good and I really enjoyed them and I think partly it's because it grew up with the readers and I think part of it was like when it comes to stakes there's not a lot in the first one even towards the end of the book when it really ramps up there's not a lot of stakes and as a kid who was like 
just into Spider-Man and Power Rangers, the stakes were always so high. Like, there was always shit going down. There's giant robots. There's people who were bit by radioactive bugs fighting <laughs> goblin monsters on, like, hang gliders and shit. Like, that, that, was, that was stakes to me. So this little boy who didn't have parents, I was like, okay, what am I reading? Okay, he winked at a snake. Do I care? Like... <laughs> oh, my God. I would it, say, though, like... Care. You know, I, just, I didn't. <laughs> The world building in it, though, even from the beginning, like, I think that's what captured me so that I did not hate reading, like, I mean, but I didn't, I watched the movie, obviously, first, but I didn't hate reading the first one, even the first time that I read through it, because I was so, like, obsessed with the entire world that she had created mm -hmm. that I liked it, because it gave a lot of background information, even in, you know, I guess maybe too many descriptors for a child. <laughs> Once I, like, developed that part of my brain who loves, like, especially, it was really comic books. Once I got into comic books that was like, hey, this story is never-ending. If you really liked this, and, like, say you're caught up on Spider-Man, well, Spider-Man meets the Fantastic Four, and they have 400 comics that you could go read. Once I got into world building because of comics, then when I went back and read something like Harry Potter, it was really neat. And the fact that I got to look for, like, I got to read all seven books basically back to back. Mm -hmm. Not many people got to do that crap. Well, they try to do it now. And I, I know people that are like our age and have not read Harry Potter and then have tried to read it. And they're just like, I just can't get into it. I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. Because like they're like the first book <laughs> is made for like 11 year olds. Yeah, for like, in the 90s. It's, like it's so in the in, like in 90s culture. I don't even think it really is that much because I, I go back and read them occasionally and it's just like the Wizarding World because like as Chelsea was saying, the world building is so like airtight and just good. Like you don't, I don't even notice that they don't have, you know, like cell phones or like TVs. Like yeah, J.K. Rowling did an amazing, they yeah, they she did an amazing, amazing job with just like making the wizarding world so separate from technology even when they were in like the 90s so like it's it's easy to think like if there was like a more modern harry potter story like uh like it was in like the 2000s onward they would still not know what twitter or like facebook is because <laughs> like they are so removed from technology just in general so i never i don't know i never got like the dated 90s stuff because usually what dates 90s stuff for me is like i went to i read like the original Friends vampire diaries Friends references, yeah. Or like the original Vampire Diaries where they talk about carrying around a, a Walkman. And I'm like, a Walkman? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you, you make a really good point there. When I say steeped in 90s, I think I might just more be thinking of technology. You know, people, they weren't Googling everything or they didn't have access to terminals. Yeah. But obviously they wouldn't anyways. It's the Wizarding World. It's the Wizarding World. Yeah, yeah. and... And also, we probably wouldn't even know the references they were making because it takes place in England. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, the, like the 90s was different there. Okay, first off, <laughs> England isn't that different. They still had computers and like TV and dial-up internet, Terry. No, no, not until like 2015. I'm pretty sure they didn't really get there. The only thing they did have was uh, the Gallagher <laughs> brothers. That they, like, they were there. Um, doing Wonderwall or whatever the heck away. Why every time must we talk about the Gallagher brothers? Because I'm we're talking sure about to... England in the '90s, Chelsea. Listen, Tell me I'm something happy... that's more British in the '90s than Oasis. I'm happy Harry Potter. Talk... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue though it didn't take the world by storm until a little bit later. It did when it comes no, to like children's right. novels, but it didn't become a sensation until like what 2001. When well, the first yeah, movie the came the out? first movie, yeah, the first movie came out in 2001, and I think a lot of parents, like uh, my dad and uh, I'm sure countless others, were just like, "Oh, this kids movie is coming out. I kind of heard about the books. Let's get our kids into reading, and then we can watch the movie as a family." 
kind of stuff. And I know when the books were still coming out, there were, you know, back in the old good days of book fairs, like I used to pre-order like the books through my school's book fair. And I would get, I got, I remember this one time I got like a Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix hat and I got like a scroll that I could take to any borders because this is how old That's <laughs> like so we are. Cool. Yeah, I love so cool. like, everything you're saying. I'm yeah, so right? jealous of you. Right? <laughs> I, such a cool thing. Just taking my scroll to borders and then getting the Harry Potter boat because we were too young to go to, or at least I was too young to go to the midnight releases when at least Order of the Phoenix was coming out. But I was old enough by the time Deathly Hollows came out to go to the midnight book releases or let my parents they talk my parents into driving me. I mostly went to see the midnight premieres of the movies. And right. as your wife can attest to, I dragged all my friends along with me every birthday. I mean, I I love the movies. And I do love the world now. But we're like you said, the book releases were a big deal, kind of. But we lived in a super religious town. Everything that Chelsea was saying was 100% there, even in 2001. And yeah. uh, so, like, they didn't do it at book fair. And also, even later on, when those bands kind of went away, because, you know, it was stupid um (laughs) it was still a really poor town and you could tell who whose family had money by who had harry potter (laughs) pre-release like when like because like the rest of us for book fair it was like you got one book and it was like the oldest one it was like the last day it was allowed on book fair like they were gonna take it out the catalog and you were able to get that book or comic or whatever it was and the people that like got like it was like Harry Potter books were expensive when they first came out like if you're getting the hardcover even in the 2000s you're talking 40 bucks at least like, yeah, they were no expensive. I remember bucks. them. Yeah. No. Yeah. So like when you see a kid like they get the Harry Potter book when the book club stuff came and I was like, oh, your dad works, doesn't he? Like, I get it. I see it. <laughs> What's that like? Both, both your parents have a job. I get it. And they just like flaunt it, buddy. Full, like, full yeah. time. Got them bennies too. Like... Yeah. Are, are those shoes from this year? What the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> where your mom, where your mom's Reeboks or your sister's Nike from 13 years ago? Like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't was, sure if that one was going to play. That was, that, uh, was too, that was too real. No, yeah, it was very real. All right. Anyway, I have small feet if you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> you know what they say about small feet? Small socks. Small socks. Small socks. Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked a little bit about the books, but I want to dive deep. So what did everyone think of the books? Everyone knows what I thought of the first book, obviously. You're, yeah. Your wrong opinion is irrelevant, Terry. Yeah, Listen, Terry. since then I had gone back and I and I reread the series. I still mm-hmm. don't like the first book at all. I still think it's the weakest out of all well, seven. Yeah, yeah. But I think it, it grows, obviously, and you could tell she was getting more uh confident in not just like her mm-hmm. writing abilities, but in her characters. Like mm-hmm. there was chances taken and also you get to know your characters. You write seven freaking novels, like you kind of figure out what they're gonna do next. They probably kind of write themselves other than like the mystery elements. But I liked it because as a young reader I needed something that was a little bit more adult and they grew up as it went. And I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of grew up with them, Chelsea a little bit later still. So what did you think about how they aged up as it went? It's I didn't notice it when I was a kid. And I think that was the entire point. Like when I I look back on, I'm just like, oh, my God, that's genius. Like actually like have re- and it, yeah, it could be part of her writing developing. But you go back and read the first one. So clearly kind of written for 11 year olds, like the themes are very mild. And then as you start going around, the themes get darker, the characters get more flawed by the fifth book. The fifth book is still my favorite order of the Phoenix because it arguably gets like super dark and it talks a lot about mental health almost sure. like in its themes. 
And I didn't realize that at the time. That's why I liked it. But now I go back. I'm like, oh, now I know why I like this book, because this is the kind of even after the fourth book, because a lot of people said the fourth book is where it really took a dark turn because, you know, Voldemort comes back. Spoilers. Like the fourth book, dies, Voldemort comes like... back. <laughs> oh, who cares about Cedric Diggory? Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like Other kids die, like especially in, in that's two, true, yeah. like that's the whole thing. But you don't really see it. You don't really hear about no. it. Like it's mentioned well, nobody... offhandedly. Nobody dies. Yeah. They fix them all. Nobody dies. They get petrified. True. You're right. Harry... You're... Right, like you're right, it actually dies, but like for a kid, yeah. that's deaths, you know. Like yeah. Mary Jane disappeared through a portal for like two seasons of the Spider-Man animated series, and I was like, she fucking died. Oh like God. it doesn't matter the semantics; <laughs> she disappeared. She was dead. I didn't have object permanence yet. These kids were yeah. petrified. I was like, oh, they're dead. Like the big <laughs> yeah. snake somehow didn't eat them. And that's probably also a testament to like how the books evolve as you grow up. Like even in the second book, like yeah, uh, like for like the stakes to be risen in a book or raised in a book. Like, people would have to die, but because this book was, like, kind of tailored to 12, 13-year-olds, like, no, they're not dead, they're petrified. And then, like, by the fourth book, like, nope, we're gonna straight-up kill a 17-year-old, and then the fifth book comes around, they kill somebody in the prologue, no, don't they, they kill somebody in the prologue of the fourth book, I think they kill another person in the prologue of the fifth book. Yeah. And then it's just well, death the, the from death here eaters, on out. They're actually doing stuff by the fourth book, which I thought was really yeah. cool. The fourth book is what got me into the series. It was my second yeah. chance in. Yeah. So like when it opens up and there's like the death eaters are doing stuff, I'm like okay, stuff is happening outside. I mean, that already Hot happens course, a little yeah. bit in three, but when stuff is happening outside of the book, I'm like, that's what I wanted to read. I wanted to see more mm-hmm. adventures, but also like I said, there were stakes, and it, yeah. it felt super scary because the trick was, like you said, not really many people died, if any the first couple of books and i still think three three is probably my favorite like just reading it just because of the world and i love werewolves um but but in the fourth one it tricked you because the stakes were low in one two and three people really didn't die that was like a rule almost of the universe yeah happy go lucky and then they just straight up kill a kid and not only do mm-hmm. they just kill a kid, you see them kill a kid or you read them kill mm-hmm. a kid like it's right there it, like the, the narrative is happening there's no ifs ands or buts he's dead and they tell you and if you didn't get it then there's a ghost <laughs> and there's a fucking ghost like, and then no, you no, see it in sure the movie dead. and then oh, you see God. it in the movie when you go see the movie and you're just like uh why is that guy not breathing oh yeah he's fucking dead <laughs> like, and, and like that's where it got i was like oh okay these these books have gotten better and mm-hmm. uh a lot i i really really like <laughs> i credit the fourth one which isn't honestly in my opinion that good of a book i think it's a little it's not colored. the best yeah it's not the best but it's but it's it still it turned me around in the series so i always kind of have a soft spot for it um <laughs> chelsea i haven't let you talk at all do you want to say no, anything? it's okay um i was just trying to think i'm trying to order my thoughts about what book i like best order it's of the book. phoenix your thoughts you mean no, Shut the Order, fuck the, up, Order of the Phoenix is, is not my favorite book. Um, I really like four for a lot of the reasons that you said. I also really like it when Harry and Ron fight in that book. I think that yeah. like, it, yes. like it's showing a lot of actual things that like real teenagers, not teenagers that are in the wizarding world, like experiencing and and like I think that that for me was when I realized that they were growing up at the same time. That you know what I mean, like as the same age. Yeah. as myself identify a lot more with that it was um, also like past then, crushes you know, like they were actually like dating girls and stuff right yeah. exactly and, and having interactions with the opposite sex and that kind of thing and so i thought that the fourth one for me also holds kind of a special spot even though like looking back on it it's not it's not like perfect it's not as good as necessarily the fifth one or even i think the sixth one is probably what i was going to say is probably my favorite um the sixth so, one is probably in my opinion the best book 
like yeah, as, a, standalone, like a, as mm-hmm, a novel mm-hmm. i think it's the best written it knows what it's doing from start to finish the twists aren't either super out of left field or super telegraphed like it actually had good ideas mm-hmm. for the way the twists were gonna go some of the other ones especially seven i think it was just like oh god this is the last book i'm writing i better uh tie up some loose ends here for yeah, yeah i don't know seven chapters felt, some of it felt forced but um, yeah, I think Half-Blood Prince is probably my favorite overall, but like, I still have kind of, like you said, the same um, soft spot for four. Three is the, my favorite movie. Uh, same. Yeah. Three is, yeah. yeah three favorite movie, five favorite book. Like my, yeah. I know a lot of people who is just like their favorite book is different than their favorite movie, especially because I remember, I think the fifth movie is the first movie I saw at midnight and I'm pretty uh, sure uh, Emily was there so she can attest to this story. So I remember being so upset because the fifth movie is so terrible still in my opinion i don't really like the fifth movie very much because they cut out the Most best of part of the book they yeah make they make it out. so whiny too like, they make so it so whiny. yes it's like yeah it does talk about you know harry being whiny and his people getting fed up with him in the book yeah but it because it's so condensed it just makes it yeah like they, they got the tone all wrong and then they cut down the prince's tale which is yeah. the best chapter in that book and it like sets the stage and by to be fair at this point the seventh book wasn't out yet so they didn't know how important it was and i don't maybe jk rowling could have stepped in and be like hey wink wink nudge nudge you should probably include this in the movie um i don't i don't know if she could have done that but maybe she should have I think so like she was actually pretty in- she was she was pretty involved. involved yeah unless she just didn't know at that point but how do you not know you know i know they like, shot it I know they shot it because I remember because I was on MuggleNet. So, like, I was seeing all the set <laughs> pictures. I knew when they cast, like, a young James and a young Lily and, like, a young Severus Snape and a young Sirius Black and Peter Pratt. Like, I, when they cast all the Marauders, I saw that. And I'm like, okay, great. They're going to do such a great job. You see the movie. They're not in it. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. So I came home after the midnight showing. I, like, threw my Order of the Phoenix book on the ground and started, like, underlining things that they got wrong because i was so mad it's very very dramatic that's, that's part of the danger of like any sort of adaptation like we talk about oh, Lord of the Rings yeah. a lot on this podcast because like that's a that's a pretty faithful adaptation and there's a lot of things still changed and part of that is like it's a different medium you have to change some stuff but there are certain things with harry potter that i think the because it's almost a different creator each time there's a different director yeah and a different mm-hmm. writing group that they were just like well i don't like this part or we're gonna take out this mm-hmm. and so because of that you don't get that super continuity that you would get out of like a marvel movie where there's just one person at the top even though jk probably should have been that person um but mm-hmm. she was still figuring out a lot of that stuff too like there's a lot of retroactive world building in those in that oh, sure yeah and, and part of that is like you know she wrote a book for her children and then she was like i'm gonna expand upon this she did not like contrary mm-hmm. to what she says which i laugh every time she says it, she's like no no i had this all figured out and then i wrote that <laughs> yeah like i i don't know i agree and i disagree with that because i am a big perpetrator 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 what's the word i'm even looking for i don't know i like world building right so like you have to plan a lot of stuff for world building and so you kind of have to take the author's word on it because why would they lie because I mean, it yeah, makes you say, sound better like <laughs> i mean i guess so but i don't know like certain things like you know it's that age old i can only describe it in a picture it's like a picture of an iceberg like you see the tip of the iceberg and that's like all the story stuff that you see on the page and then like 
the bulk of the world building and all the stories you don't get to tell are beneath the surface. Like I've had to cut a lot of things off the stuff that I've read or that I've written because they just don't make sense for the story I want to tell anymore. But that doesn't mean I haven't built that story or those characters or that plot line. It just doesn't, it's not relevant to the plot anymore. I, yeah, I go back yeah. to like the, like the Nagini are like the Nagini thing that happened with like the second fantastic beast movie, which we can talk about later. It's not really relevant for what we're talking about now, but like, when that controversy happened with everybody saying, oh, you didn't plan Nagini to be a person. Like, she probably did. It just never came up in the book. Yeah, and that that's, I get some of that stuff. That's not quite what I mean. There's a lot of references to characters where like, oh, I had this idea in mind. That that, that makes sense. But what I more mean is like the general world to it, not like the actual lore necessarily. I was going to say, I was just going to say something like similar to that. I feel like part of it is once you start writing, you can never like account for all of the things that might come up. So oh, that absolutely was like some not, of the things yeah. like when she says that she had everything all figured out, there's like there's no way you could have thought of where all of the possibilities, like interactions with the story, especially once it blew up and was huge and you were like, wow, people are actually like gonna really, really pay attention to all of the mm-hmm. necessary, like mm-hmm. small intricacies that like for you to claim that you have that all figured out beforehand would just seem like you couldn't even have imagined all the things that you that she would have that she did and like still has to. Like, like, do we really before. think that she thought, like, we're talking day two, right? So she wrote the manuscript in that hotel room, and she was like, I'm going to keep building out the world because I'm going to do more of these books. She's like, where did the where did the wizard shit? Just on the floor. Uh, you know, I'll put it always come up during these conversations. <laughs> like, it's always like the, the wizard shit. It's because that, that because partly it's like, that's like the easiest one to go. I'm like, why did that that's need true. to be said, right? Like, <laughs> like, she could have just not said anything. Like, I agree. Like, I'm sure she didn't plan that out, like, at all. And I want to, I just want to think that she said that as a joke. But part of me just like, no, she probably didn't mean it as a joke. She's probably retroactively doing something. <laughs> Uh, but um but back to the movies just for a second so we talked about like why like the third one is our favorite and i think partly is because mm-hmm. of the filmmaker so alfonso Caron did the third one and he's an amazing director amazing director yeah yeah and i think that's a big part of it not that the other ones weren't amazing but like if you look to the first one i'm pretty sure that was directed by the dude who did home alone yeah um, it's chris so, columbus yeah yeah chris columbus yes yeah, it's not that he's not I a think... great storyteller it's just he was like i like christmas movies i like kid movies let's do this well, it's Did a good director continue? for those first movies, yeah. He continued he, as one of the big producers. Yeah, producer. Okay, producer. Yeah. Like, wasn't he still like involved somewhat? So, yeah, still super involved. Like I said, it's not like he doesn't have vision. It's just when you talk about like a singular movie and like being able to make it almost like a film, like like an art piece. Like mm-hmm. Alfonso Caron is definitely that guy compared yeah. to Chris Columbus. Again, not saying Home Alone is not a good movie. I love Home Alone. A little bit different. <laughs> I think that for me, part of why the third movie is the best too is because I feel like the age that they are the actors and actresses and actresses are at that point fits the most congruently aside from maybe the first one for me that's fair like, that's fair like yeah. their ages happen to match up perfectly right and like the way that they like acted and could portray it or whatever was so like fitting but like fourth one it starts to lose me and then after that it's it's like by the fifth one i'm really like this does not feel like they're the age anymore you know what i'm saying yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, you could tell the actors are a lot older than what they're portraying. and Right. And so it, it doesn't, seems, like, the, yeah, the struggle and whatever doesn't seem as believable in that. Yeah, aspect. it seems, yeah, it seems more nuanced. And they're like, they're trying to, like, kind of portray younger versions of themselves, which is, I mean, that's the actor's dilemma. I mean, like, I'm not an actor. I don't know how the fuck to do right. any of that stuff. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I happen to remember you appearing in several stage plays, Sharday, as well as some musicals. So don't ever not call yourself an actor. You I'm are not an actor, theater. Terry. 
I have theater experience, Terry. This does not mean I'm an actor. Just like you say you're not a poet, and I'm specifically, I am holding a book right now where you published a poem in it, so, you know. That was, uh, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I tripped and I fell into a poetry book once. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what everyone always says. Mm-hmm. Um, I tripped, she fell, like, I don't know how it happened. I don't know uh, how it happened. Nine months later, I was born. That's what my dad told me. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, really his exact words, I believe, were because uh, I asked how they got together. I was like, tell me the story. And my dad was not a forthright man. And he said, uh, I did her. She liked it. We got married. What the fuck do you want to know? Um, and then he cracked <laughs> open another beer. <laughs> uh, really insightful guy. Um, but he liked Harry Potter. So. <laughs> So just like to segue a little bit from the movie. So we talked about like kind of like our favorite movies uh, and our our least favorite ones. Uh, What did you specifically like about the movies other than the number and its comparison to the book? Because we can argue about that all day. Like, oh, this Mm -hmm. one wasn't faithful or that one skipped this or I liked what they did here. But like I loved the casting for the main crew. Um, That's what I was going to say. The casting. Despite what I just said, (laughs) (laughs) despite all the previous comments, (laughs) yeah, I mean that's that's not really necessarily their fault that they as they obviously had to take like time for the book to come out and whatever, like, but but the casting, yeah, is is just phenomenal. And like on top of like the casting of them, it's also really sweet. Just like them as people, like they have good parents. Like they were some of the most successful like child actors, and didn't like have to divorce their parents they didn't have to become emancipated because their parents took all their money like macaulay Culkin, who we already talked about home alone <laughs> how many people is Terry gonna bring um, up home alone listen, <laughs> listen. Numbered, he hasn't talked about fox kids yet but i'm sure it's coming fox oh, kids tgif uh abc family is a big one um, <laughs> do you mean freeform <laughs> uh freeform now 100 we've talked about the transition as well uh had to, had to had to get a subscription so i could watch cloak and dagger which i it was fun it's not yeah, good. it was fine. Um, it wasn't even anyways, fine. It's just not good. There were some episodes that were fine. No. Uh, I like the. <laughs> I like that they changed Cloak and Dagger. Like they made him the rich kid and, and her the runaway. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's that's. A, I know. You, I don't know if you listen to this show, Sharde. Um, not trying to put you on blast at all. It's just like we go on some heavy tangents. And by, tangents. And heavy tangents, yeah. I mean. Like we did an episode on Lindsay Lohan, and for about thirty-five minutes, I talked about the movie Pollyanna. You ever seen Pollyanna, Sharda? I've never fucking seen Pollyanna. Well, let me tell you about Pollyanna. Let me tell you how she just breaks her legs. Like, what the fuck is this movie about? Um. Anyways, so I really liked the main crew. I, I thought they were awesome, and they're still really good actors. Uh, but like Ron, uh, Rupert Grant doesn't really do much anymore. Contrary to popular he's belief, a, still acts. He just he's a dad much. now. Yeah, it's so weird, dude. It's so. Weird. I mean, Terry, you're a dad. Terry, you have two kids. <laughs> you have two children, Terry. Yeah, but I <laughs> people that watch <laughs> me grow up, <laughs> like I, most of most of my touchstone to him is in Harry Potter, and he's yeah, a child. Yeah, he's and permanently then, eleven. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then even though, like, you watch him in the seventh movie where he's like twenty uh like right. you still like oh you have a uh a kid I mean, i'm sure it's the same with people who saw me growing up when they see that i have a kid they're like oh that's not good um <laughs> <laughs> but the i think my biggest disappointment for all of it is that like uh daniel radcliffe never wanted to do much never really needed to i'm sure he's rich forever because well, he's in 
he's on Broadway now. Like he lives like I think full time in New York now. And he's like, done he's a, a crap ton of really good yeah. Broadway stuff. I mean, his first big thing after Harry Potter was that uh, what, what's the name of the uh, is it Equestrius? What Equus? Equus was during what Harry I... Potter. I think it was right okay, before the seventh. It? But that yeah. was still like that was his big thing. It was like the first mm-hmm. thing other than Harry Potter he was going to do, and he's going to be naked with a horse on stage. And I was like, yeah, what the that was happening? a big deal. <laughs> I remember when that was announced, and I'm just like, oh my god, are there pictures? <laughs> exactly and then um uh emma what's her last name watson watson she didn't do a whole lot because she went to harvard <laughs> no she didn't she went to brown whatever it's the same thing big school no, she, same no it is not i really not thought she went to harvard uh I, I, it is way, she, Close she, enough. yeah is it yeah i think yeah it's brown is hard yeah brown is the same yeah ivy league no, as harvard yeah, yale Stanford, okay, so yeah. the, quick give me shit all right she went to a big school i clearly did not <laughs> all right but my point is like she went to like a really prestigious school and got a degree mm. that was not a thing that she had to do i thought that was really no. neat and then you know since then she's probably the one i've seen in the most things and one of yeah. my another really good adaptation perks of being a wallflower love that oh, book. i really love that a movie. good adaptation yeah so good. and she's she's amazing in it she's less mm-hmm. amazing in beauty and the beast not really her fault but kind of the movie fault yeah have you seen little women yet (gasps) yeah i haven't seen it it with her in it yet but i love oh my do you recommend do recommend it is it takes a different uh approach it's a very like it is kind of how it advertises it's a little bit more quote unquote i mean little women was feminist because it was a book about women but it, it, it was feminist what? for the time which it was, was feminist for the time yeah but like they should be allowed nuanced... to breathe without their husband's permission they're like uh i don't know seems, they nuance the, they nuance the characters so much and they go into amy's character a lot which is i think she's one of the most hated characters in the book because Mm -hmm. of how she backstabs uh joe kind of by like dating her like dating and then marrying her like spoilers for this like 100 year old book by like uh, marrying her childhood sweetheart essentially uh they really go into her they they go into amy's character a lot which i wasn't expecting and i actually actually became my favorite character in the movie and I'm like, I hated her in the fucking book and all the other adaptations. So the fact that Greta Gerwig could do that, who I think she directed it and she also wrote the script. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and it's Greta very woman made. Awesome, but... Yeah. It's very female led, female made little like w- women movie. It's for women. It's for yeah. everybody. It's great. Not little women. It's all big women because it's big awesome. women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like to to sound just like a, a stupid uh, agent of the patriarchy, I think it's a little bit easy to make Amy a big character because you can do whatever you want because everyone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't it didn't take. Yeah. But Greta Gerwig was like the first person to try to do that. In Which the is really interesting. Because but, it took uh, a woman to, like, see a woman's value in film, apparently. To be fair, like, I had never read the book until the 90s adaptation. Um, yeah, And yeah. I really, really liked that version. I was like, I want to read this fucking book. So, like, in their defense, mm-hmm. when they didn't do anything different, it finally got someone like me to read a book about chicks. <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of movie adaptations just bring more people to books anyway, which I used to gripe a lot about movie adaptations of books. But you can kind of say, like, it does bring a fair amount of people to, like... Classic literature, modern literature. It 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 makes people aware of things. Make them sure. Harry Potter did the any, same thing. Yeah. Like yeah, the book I'm sure Harry Potter, yeah, made people like a whole generation want to read when the movies came out. 
So on top of making us all want to read, it's also made us want to throw up several times. And so we're going to sure. transition to um, the biggest thing that probably made us all want to throw up other than J.K. Rowling, which <laughs> we'll get to in a second. Let's talk about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, because, mm. man, uh, man, <laughs> that was a movie. And has there ever been a more wasted cast in Hollywood? I mean, I, I like a lot of the people that are in it, like almost the entire cast, I think, is cool. Yeah, and they are not sure. used at all. In that film. <laughs> I mean, I liked the first one. I didn't think it was the best Harry Potter film I've ever seen, obviously. I think it was J.K. Rowling's first time writing a screenplay and shocking nobody. Uh, screenplays are different than books. So, like, they're very different <laughs> Yeah, my favorite thing tackle. was that the plot didn't kick in to the last 30 minutes. I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Terry, you've seen, you've seen how she writes books. Like, nothing happens. Or, like, little things happen throughout, like, the three-fourths of the book. And then, like, the last fourth of the book, just like, holy shit, everything hits the fan. i prepared for that in a 400-page children's novel. In a book, yeah. So it doesn't... Her writing style didn't translate as well to film. I still enjoyed the first movie. I thought the acting was great. I thought the plot that was okay. Was, yeah. I I liked that the world was expanded with all the different beasts. The CGI was iffy, but I mean, I it like always kind of is now. Yeah, yeah it, it always kind of is nowadays, especially in a movie that relies so heavily on the beasts themselves. You can really like laser focus in on that and it kind of takes you out of it sometimes. It just so works. Um, the magic looks so good and then the beasts The magic so always looks great. Yeah. Well, they've had years to develop how magic looks. Like and it's subtle films. too. Like it's like, oh, yeah. here's a wisp here. Here's a blast yeah. there. But then when you have to zoom in on a hippogriff for 35 minutes, you're like, yeah, this isn't going to look great, guys. This, might this not is not. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't but know meanwhile, you, like, you get Alfonso and his entire team or whoever they had doing the effects on 3. 3 still looks great. I've maintained yeah. that. Like, even the werewolf, oh, 100%, you know, when Lupin yeah. transforms, I'm like, this still yeah. looks good. How? I don't know. I don't know, because they dark. only... They oh yeah, yeah it's very it's dark palette and it's also like the werewolf was the only beast that they had to do, I think. Was yeah, it just probably. the werewolf? Well, yeah, no, I think it was hippogriff. just and Oh rat. hippogriff, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the rat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rats aren't that hard though. Like that can't be that hard. <laughs> well, I guess you know the dog too. When Sirius was transformed, that's all CGI. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they, I was. Yeah. They had a dog, but he kept biting J.K. Rowling because he knew something was up. So he knew uh, something was wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I do <laughs> like the one thing about Fantastic Beasts, which was the really cool twist that you only understand if you read the books, was when they reveal Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. I thought that was actually really cool Ooh. and out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was out of nowhere because they hadn't. For anyone yeah. who just likes the movie. <laughs> Yeah, no they're just like Johnny Depp. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Why is Johnny Depp in the last two minutes of this movie? Yeah, they, I think they made a lot of nice. I have not watched Fantastic Beasts in a while, but I do remember them having a lot of nuanced references throughout the movie that I thought were really nice. I wasn't sure if they were just like, I don't know if they were baiting people who like grew up with Harry Potter or not, but I enjoyed them. So I feel like I was the audience they were aiming for. So I'm not even sure. I would want to get a person who did not grow up with Harry Potter. I would like to th have their perspective on like those subtle references and if it just confused them. Well, I can't even so think of it. Confused yeah. them. It just wasn't a good. I think, like, I mean, I can't speak for them 100, but I'm a little bit closer to them. Like, it was a poorly written screenplay, as we mentioned. Yeah. So while those were really cool, subtle references for anybody watching them, it's like when you watch 
um iron man 2 iron man 2 is not a good movie but it's a really cool moment when you see like a prototype captain america shield and his dad's yeah like that's such a neat thing but you still have to have a good movie for those to be interesting the entire movie of fantastic beasts is hey you you want to know what happened with the wizards in america yeah sure show us like well we don't have any good ideas for that but let's just drop 45 million (laughs) references to stuff that you've read about in the books already Mm -hmm. and the rest of us were like okay meanwhile if you read all the books and love them you're like oh this is so amazing like i can't believe mm-hmm. they mentioned grindelwald and everyone else is like who the fuck is Ooh, grindelwald, grindelwald. <laughs> like don't worry guys it's johnny depp oh is he in this well he's in the next one like well, what the fuck am i watching why did <laughs> he's, I- he's been moving the pieces around silently like- you got dan Fulger yeah. in this like oh is he like a hagrid type nah he's just there like what it's- i gotta go watch balls of fury again it's sort of <laughs> like when i said i when I said that I heard the idea for it, I knew that it wasn't going to be good because I feel like Newt is an interesting based character. Off of, I think, like, I love the idea it's based on a fucking textbook. It is based universe. on a textbook, I love yeah. Idea. I love the idea, but you're right. It's not a good idea. But it's just, it's just like, he was not, I didn't think a strong enough character. Like, if you want to tell the story of Grindelwald, if that's really what you're trying to do in Dumbledore, then this is the wrong way to go about it. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. No, I think you're completely right. I think, like, maybe they should have just made Dumbledore the main character. Like, right. a why young just, Dumbledore. Just Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah. Like, why but, wasn't that two, at least? Like, two, I think I they had think... it set up. Like, that would have been such a good movie. And they were just that like, no, nah, we, got, we got Eddie Rainma- Redmayne for yeah, 14 why more movies. Is, but why is new, like, the, why? Like, I'm not invested in that. I don't care. I don't know. That. Like, I think he I think cool as a side character, hmm. like he's Dumbledore's like stooge running around. Yeah, stuff, yeah. But in reality, no, he's supposed to be the main character. I don't care. <laughs> I have I have a feeling, so I have an inkling. So like you know, growing up with Harry Potter, you know, you sort yourselves into houses. You know, you got your Gryffindor, your Ravenclaw, your Hufflepuff, your Slytherin, whatever. You're if you, I don't know. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no mad, you're a Muggle. Uh, oh, if you identified as a Hufflepuff you were made fun of a lot. Like people did not. And I think still to this day, don't like Hufflepuffs because I had to explain they were, to people that it's not a skunk. They, like that's they, a Yeah. And <laughs> they, badgers are cool. Yeah. Badgers are cool. And like, Wolverine I'm sure. Yeah, Hufflepuff. The badger, and they're like, yeah, but he wasn't okay. He's the Wolverine. <laughs> and, <you're fucking> skunk. <laughs> and hu- yeah. And Hufflepuffs are completely fine, but because they're not delved into in the original series, people didn't really know what a Hufflepuff was. So people think it's like the throwaway house. So I think maybe the it reason was, that though, like it was, it was, yeah, kind of, because it just, you know, the smart people go to Ravenclaw, the, the sketchy people go to uh, Slytherin, the brave hero archetypes go to no, Gryffindor. No, the dumb pretty people go to Gryffindor. Don't call them it, brave archetypes. Oh. The dumb pretty people who are too stupid to go, maybe I should Thank run. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for calling me pretty, Terry. I really appreciate it. Charlie, you are Gryffindor. very pretty. That's why you're a Gryffindor. It has nothing <laughs> to do you with so your bravery. Much. That's what I'm saying. I'm brave as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, back to my point, I think <laughs> that maybe, I don't know if it was subconsciously, because J.K. Rowling did a lot of defending of Hufflepuffs on Twitter, like, back before she was a villain on Twitter. You like, mean when, she's, when she's writing active. a screenplay for Fantastic Beasts? Maybe. I think FWB, maybe. They're like, yeah. They're like, I uh, think... is it about a Slytherin? We really want one of those. And they're like, well, no, it's about, like, don't you say no, yeah. Hufflepuff. Don't you fucking say I think. It. I think she did it to like, like show that Hufflepuff, like show how cool Hufflepuffs were. I think like she wanted a main character that was a Hufflepuff because like all these years throughout the books and the movies, people were shitting on Hufflepuffs and she's like, you know, I'm going to make a cool Hufflepuff, which is a good 
I think it's a good motivation. It just doesn't, it wasn't done well. Newt is a, a lovable nerd and we love that, but he just wasn't, I think, I agree. Like he wasn't a He's strong a enough character. He main character. He wasn't a particularly good finder. And that's the one he thing was you not. need to be. If you understand exactly. that reference, then you understand how frustrated it was where he lost everything and he never lost found everything. it again. He had a beast to find things for him. And honestly, <laughs> biggest cop out of all time. <laughs> Excuse me. I think like oh. one thing they did reference, which was like the, the, my favorite thing, because again, if you don't know Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, that name, that's the name of the book that he writes that is used as a textbook in the, what's the name of the class? Um, uh, Hair of Magical Creatures. Hair of yes, Magical Creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the book that, that's one of the books they need for that class. Harry mm-hmm. had, holds that book in the movie. I thought that was such a cool idea. And the idea that he is an expert is represented pretty well. And he loves these creatures and is obsessed yes. with them. And, and it like does want to learn about him. You can see him writing that book, and that's still a good idea. Mm-hmm. And he still does a good job in that role. But those movies just number one didn't need to happen. And also, she did not like we talked about the the retconning, like the future world building or whatever. She had mm-hmm. no idea what she was doing for the future of these. She was like, I have these five characters, wow. I know exactly where they were in 1920. <laughs> like this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Or was it 1920 or was it the 40s? I don't even remember. That movie crap. <laughs> like World War, it was World War Two, so it was the 40s. <laughs> it was World War Two. Okay. No. Or 30s. Uh, 30s no. going to 40s, yeah. 1926. So we're talking World War One. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the first movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry. I <laughs> I don't even remember the second movie. <laughs> oh, wait, no, was it? Fuck, now I'm forgetting because though I have one redeeming quality for the second movie. I have What's one that? redeeming quality of it. The twist at the end of the second movie was brilliant. Can I we think spoil it was. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's okay. Is it? Is yeah. it okay? No, sorry, it... Chelsea. We don't, don't want to spoil it for you. Is it? I'm not Ezra... going to watch it. So... Oh, are you, oh, are oh you sorry. Sure? I think you don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, are you sure? Not. Like, I don't want to give out spoilers. Chelsea's also the type <laughs> of person that terrible. just reads spoilers on Wikipedia before. Okay, okay, so I don't feel like I read the last page of the book first, like, just in case <laughs> I die and I'll never know how the book What are you, like, Harry from When Harry Met Sally? Who does that? Oh, gross. That's actually what gave me the inspiration. I you never thought deep? about it. And then, and then I had anxiety about, like, what if I die and I never finish this and I don't know how oh, it ends? Oh, God. <laughs> you think about <laughs> death for days? You think about it for weeks? Mm-hmm. But listen, I did not spoil the end of Harry Potter. I did actually read that. Wow. You know, because I knew Spoilers, I was going to finish it in eight hours. Yeah, like, Spoilers, <laughs> Dumbledore dies. Harry. Everyone dies. <laughs> So anyways, anyway, what was the twist spoiler. on the second one? I don't even remember. So the twist in the second one, it's the only redeeming quality. It's when Grindelwald is talking to his followers and he is uh, showing them visions of World War One, I, I believe. And he's saying the muggles are going to destroy the earth. Uh, we need to stop them because muggles can't like care for themselves. They're going to start this war and it's going to be the most devastating thing to ever happen to the world. So he brainwashes his like original, like these original most death eater types, like these fanatics by showing them World War One. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Like like for like a brainwashing tactic yeah, or like yeah. a like you can tell why people followed Grindelwald and uh, henceforth why they followed Voldemort because they used rhetoric like that. And that's yeah, taken it's, it's like directly. Exactly, yeah. Every day in the media now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this is before the T word. This was before the C word. This is before anything that's happening in the world right now is happening. You know, so for at the a time, British movie, they did not say the C word nearly as much as I thought they would. 
Okay, they don't say the C word or PG thirteen. Like they don't even say that in PG thirteen movies, Terry. They have Listen, at least Sade, Pat on my there. only touchstone for we've talked about this is Guy Ritchie movies, and uh, everybody says it. There's several children; no. they all say it. So no. <laughs> that's just uh... <laughs> watch Downton uh... Abbey, you uncultured swine. <laughs> Come on, I, okay, my as much as I love soap operas, I tried watching Downton Abbey, and I was like, mm, I just want to call it Downtown Abbey, and I don't think that's, that's what I should be thinking about 15 minutes into this, so I can't <laughs> Maggie Smith is brilliant, and she's like most of the reason I watched that show. My and I maintain that. Watch her read the phone book on YouTube, or like watch Harry Potter, <laughs> or whatever else. Honestly, I don't know. Do you think she, has, know her you think she has a cameo, Terry? Do you think she has a cameo? Maggie Smith? God, I don't know, but I need to find out. <laughs> what i'm getting you guys for christmas this year so yes maggie smith cameo so please. before we go off fantastic beast can someone fucking tell me who ezra miller's character is supposed to be uh credence that's his yes. name yes he's, he's like the repressed oh, he? whatever right he's I an obscurist right that's what yeah, he but he but he thought he didn't have any abilities at all or whatever and then he thought he was a squib but then he turned out to be like super powerful and i honestly it's been a while didn't they they, was it the first movie like or second movie where they knew he was an obscurus was that the second movie what is that i have no idea I, I, I was very clear they were setting him up to basically be the dark, the dark phoenix of the third movie. Like, he's going to be the big bad that Dumbledore has to yeah. kill. And he's going to feel bad about it or whatever. And I also think, Newt yeah. will be there. And I'm like, oh, I'm so <laughs> excited for this. But awesome like, they, Newt. They keep, they keep talking about him. Like, I should know about him from, like, the, the books or other no. lore or whatever. And he I does not. So. No one even knows who he is. So he's not important. So if they make no. him important in the third one, it's like, well. That's you know he's you know he's gonna die. <laughs> like, well, yeah, exactly. And uh, it was just very frustrating. And also and having like, to explain yeah. to everybody that he's not Voldemort. <laughs> the amount of people were like, "No, he's gonna end up being really." Voldemort. I'm like, "That's not how time works." But uh, that's, that's not how not time how Voldemort's backstory works. Yeah, we know Voldemort's backstory. Who thought that he was gonna be Voldemort? People I would like who don't name? care about movies. They watch it once and don't think about anything else <sighs> after the fact. Which is like most life. people actually. It's like, <laughs> like my favorite thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe isn't that they brought together my favorite characters in a shared universe and that they were all pretty good movies. It's that now people understand continuity and that like story matters. And that's yeah. The MCU has taught so many people that they're like, man, fucking Thanos, right? And- you, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see what uh, the director of The Boys on Amazon said about uh, the Marvel Universe? No, I didn't. I, I no. Eric Kripke? Uh, I think so, yeah. Now I don't remember exactly if it was just him or if it was, like, more people. But basically just that he thought that it had, um, that it was too long. There were too many movies that it uh, set the, set standards that weren't, like, realistic or, like, beneficial to storytelling like that. So basic and like I this is coming I, I, I like Eric Kripke. I like a lot of the stuff he's done, like Supernatural, and I love the boys. That's like one of my favorite shows on right so now. Good. Yeah. And so I don't good. and I don't actually comic book that much. I read that. It was it's okay. It was a good idea. Like most of uh that dude's stuff, like uh I think it's Garth Enos. But anyways, Eric Kripke. So basically what he's saying is like, Oh, it was too good. Now other stuff sucks now. That's uh, real mature take he was saying that it was, um, i don't think that he was saying that it was too good i think he was just saying that like at least unrealistic expectations like because and i mean he's right in a way like not everything can have or needs that kind of in-depth 
Meanwhile, yeah. we greenlit a, a spinoff to The Voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I he's mean, getting ahead of it. I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> also, I would like to say that uh, the fi- the last Fast and Furious movie is going to be the 11th one they've officially announced. So thank they, God. They I did can, say that. I can stop oh. my ticker <laughs> for that. Oh, hooray. I still haven't seen like any of them. I think well, I've same, but I'm tired four. of them coming out. It's, Why? it's just Why exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting to see the ads that pop up on things. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. You two are the worst kind of nerd. You're like, ah, oh, how dare they have things that they also enjoy? That like, <laughs> you just okay. <laughs> what did I do? What did I shit on? Nothing, did I shit on nothing. something? No, just continue. What are we no, talking no, about? No, but... Harry Potter. No, Harry, no, Harry freaking no. Potter. I think they suck, but I'm glad have people either, like them. Have either of you guys been to Universal to Harry Potter World to the theme park? Yes. Did we not talk about how I couldn't afford a $40 book? No, I haven't been to fucking <laughs> Universal. You're an the adult hell? now, Terry. What's You're an adult now. Yeah. COVID. COVID is my also, excuse. Yeah. Also, what's, the, what's the excuse all the years that it's been built? I don't like my kids as much as other people like their kids. <laughs> like, the, is that what you wanted to hear? Is I that went what you by myself. I wanted so to I mean... have on record for your kids to hear. Sharday, of course you went by yourself. What is <laughs> Well, not serious? by myself. No, I went with one friend. I ha- I went with one friend, my friend Katie. We, we, we uh, in turn. Is Katie in the room right now? Is Katie that, is not is in the room right now. <laughs> no. I have pictures, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. She was off off camera in every single one. She was taking the pictures of me. It wasn't random strangers. <laughs> Someone had to take them. Somebody had to take the pictures. I'm so sorry, Shari. I mean? swear to God that we're nice to people in real life. It's just when you come I don't... on the show. No, no, no. I don't me. believe you. Yeah, I've met Chelsea. Like, no, no, I'm not nice ever. Like, no. I, I, I do appreciate <laughs> that like, on the show because like, you do validate me because like I'm a dick, but like I have Chelsea on the show who's just an asshole. And like, Sharday, you're nice, but not to me. So people are like, oh, Sharday's kind of oh. mean too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My mean balance is that everybody else is mean. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about Harry Potter world or whatever. Sure. Um, is the castle there? Uh, yeah, so the castle's there. It's just one big ride. So it's obviously you can't go walking in Hogwarts halls, unfortunately. It's just one big roller like indoor roller coaster and it is so cool. Like I hate roller coasters, but it is so cool. <laughs> I went to Universal. I went I've been so I've been to Harry Potter World tw- twice, right? Ooh, and the second time that I went, I went Well, my mom lives like Did you shit on the there. floor? Did somebody <laughs> clean so, it up? I did not shit on the floor, but listen, I like have really, really terrible motion sickness. So, so all, of ride, all of the rides there, like that are Harry Potter themed, inspire motion sickness. So I was uh-huh, like, man, uh-huh. I can't like ride anything. This is shitty, but I don't want to like be sick. So we like did, we just walked around, toured everything, like did some other, we had like passes to both parks or whatever. So we did like a bunch of the yeah. other universal rides that we wanted to. And then I was like, mm-hmm. fuck this, like I'm riding this castle ride. So we get on it. I had to shut my <laughs> eyes the whole time. Threw up oh so no. Afterwards. <laughs> We didn't get uh, to stand watch the fireworks. It was terrible. I was so upset because I knew that it was uh, going to be so cool. And my friend was like, "No, it was really cool. Like you really wanted to it. You really fucked was it, up. <laughs> was it worth it? Was it worth getting sick? No, I had my eyes closed the whole time. Oh, I didn't see any of it. Can I just say that I love how you described your motion sickness? You said it inspired motion sickness, and all I saw was like a group of like protesters fighting, like like a union fighting their 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 foreman <laughs> inside of your stomach, going, "We need to rise up, people!" And then you bark. That's 
that is how I feel about it. Yes, 100%. It's like, <laughs> it's so terrible. I'm a grown adult who has to act like a child because I can't sit in the backseat of the car. You know what that's like? It's bad. <laughs> I know. Every time I have to drive with you, you're like, can I sit up front? Can I just, I, you know what? I'll drive because I can't, I can't, I, I can't. Literally, and you can't like... articulate. You're just like, I'm going to throw up right now thinking about it. Uh, so I haven't been to Universal, but I can guarantee if I went there, I wouldn't have to close my eyes the whole time. Um, but I'm not going awful. to because I'm cheap. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry that it was awful for you. The one thing I do like, because I do have a couple other friends that have gone, I love the the merchandise. I guess about oh, it yeah. because Ooh, yeah. similar, like they've talked about it a little bit. Galaxy's Edge has taken a lot of inspiration from Harry Potter World, where like you can yeah. get your your own wand and you mm -hmm. can get any of the costumes you want, but like more tailored to like you can build a character by buying all your stuff. Yeah. That's they have really, wands really there. Yeah, they have wands at the Harry Potter world in Florida that, like, aren't even character wands. Like, you can get, like, Celtic-inspired wands that are, like, by your they're, birth they're months, and that's what almost. I did. I'm yeah. Sure like, build not, build your own you can yeah. build your own, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm so sure, cool. like, most of them aren't, like, one-to-one, -one, like, no one else has this exact wand or whatever, but it'd be difficult. No. Like, you're probably not going to run into them. But it's like, it's one, it's also a caveat too, because like they have the wands and like some of the wands, I think, well, when I went, uh, had like motion sensors in them. So if you went to certain oh, parts God. of the park, you, you could like wave your wand. That you makes more sense stuff, like, when they talk about the Galaxy's Edge and Amazing. Like, that's so cool. It's amazing. But one thing though, I had to wait behind lines of children, like actual <laughs> children to do it. Me. And I went when I was 23, uh, almost 24 By yourself. with my friend Katie. <laughs> and we had to wait in line behind these kids who were like 10, 11. And I'm like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Get out of my way. Run. Like was what I was thinking the entire time. I didn't shove them to the ground. That. What do you mean? Is the parent going to fight you? No, Just push them down and then push no, them No, you're down. a grown woman alone. Next time I go, next time I go, I'm bringing Chelsea so we can like fucking shove kids yeah, to the ground. Get out of my way. Every she she oh, really is awful like that. And she's awful in the way like she won't do it, but she'll yell that you're going to do it. And that is just a thing that's still <laughs> do it in public. Depending on, depending on the child, I might do it. <laughs> Normally, I would probably just edge them out of the picture, like in a way that they wouldn't think would be super rude. They just would think mm -hmm. I was kind of rude. But then, if they mm -hmm. like continued to get in my way, I'm not afraid to throw a bow at a small child. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, Chelsea, no one's ever just thought you were kind of rude. That's no, there's no one's ever taken that halfway stance. Um, so let's move on to some of the other merchandise. So we've talked about the movies, we talked about the the books, we've talked about the theme park. Let's talk mm. about action figures, jelly bellies, and of course, video games. Um, so who wants to go first? I'm sorry, you mean Birdie Bots Every Flavored Beans? <laughs> I mean Jelly Bellies. And, Birdie Bots uh, Every Flavored they're, Beans. <laughs> they are 100% now Birdie Bots because when people when I show people like Jelly Bellies, like it was a big part of my childhood. I grew up near a candy shop and that was one of their big mm. things is they had every flavor of Jelly Bellies. And now, like, you show somebody that, and they're like, oh, these are, like, from Harry Potter? Like, have they got booger flavored? I'm like, well, they fucking didn't. Now <laughs> do. Like, thanks, Harry Potter. Fuck. Are you saying <laughs> like, Birdie like, Bot ruined Jelly Bellies? 100%. 100%. Because now, when somebody hands me Jelly Bellies, they might be the joke Jelly Bellies, and it might have mm -hmm. booger flavor. And I don't want that, because I've had it, and it is, honest to God, disgusting. Like, they Well, yeah, that's it. supposed to be. It's the point. Yeah, it's not the point, Wait. but I want jelly beans. 
live your life with a little bit of risk. Come on. You sound like a yeah. grandpa right with now. With plenty of risk, like I've pansy. made it this far. It's, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I just want some watermelon fucking jelly beans. I don't want to need to know if it's like, oh, is that booger or vomit? Oh, like, hopefully it's watermelon. I'm nope, sure... it's not. I'm sure you can contact the manufacturer, get like a million like red jelly bellies delivered to your house that are all the same flavor if you really wanted to. Terry. You, like a whole you bag. can just do that on a Amazon now. You can pick one. You probably could. Flavor. Yeah. So stop complaining. They didn't ruin nothing. Charms. You can do Lucky Charms marshmallows that way also. Just what? the best yes, marshmallows. Man. Oh, That's man, a limited time, I think, though. Oh, is it? I didn't know. I think. I got to act quickly. Yeah, we got to get on that. act quickly if you want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so Jelly Bellies was a big one. What else do we got, people? It's uh, some expanded merch for for Harry Potter. Expanded so, merch. <laughs> I loved when I went to Universal. I loved all of the candies that they had and all of the food. Yeah. I ate so much because I couldn't ride. Yeah, I had yeah. a couple frogs. Uh, Butterbeer is obviously like a staple at my house obviously. all the time now because it's is Butterbeer good. I've never actually had it. Yeah, it's, it's like good, it root yeah. beer or cream soda or. Like oh, butter butter shots. Shots. Oh, I love butter Or shots. if you're an mm-hmm. adult, it's butter shots. Oh, <laughs> no, no. So funny. So people funny. that like get like butter, butter shots and rum chata, and I'm just over there drinking whiskey because I was told it was cool, and now I'm an alcoholic. Like what the mm. hell? Mostly, it's just you ruined your stomach lining, and butter shots does not do that to me. So <laughs> I drink old so. fashions because. Don Draper made them look cool, and they're secretly a super fruity drink. Like, it's so sugary. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. just sugar. It's so sugary. It's just sugar that'll get you drunk. There's no, like, apple flavor, but it's still, it'll mess you up. I wish that the Harry Potter attractions had fire whiskey. I would pay good money. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's just, I'm pretty sure it's just fireball. Like, that's what the equivalent <laughs> would probably be. But, like, I would want to go to, like, Universal or, like, the uh, studio tours in Levingston in England. Like, I want to go there and get, like, fire whiskey. <laughs> That's Can what I, I just say that that's going to be the breakout? Like, I'm not going to put anything else. It's just going to be you saying, I wish I could get fire whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I want it so much that I use fire whiskey when I DM for my D&D games. Like, that's the that's the <laughs> shot that gets my players drunk. And they're like, where'd you come up with this fire whiskey? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a genius. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't, they don't know what. these seven <laughs> novels or how about this play, which I guess we forgot to mention. Let's talk None... about Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot <laughs> play. Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> So it. did anyone like it? I know people really liked like when they went and seen the show. They said it was like really cool and like almost uh, like watching a magic show like on stage. And like, I, the effects were really neat. But I read it, so it wasn't. Yeah, I read it, and like <laughs> I wanted to see the show. So I lived in England for two and a half years, and like I wanted it's to out. see the show. Not even it's not even just sold out. It's just so fucking expensive. The like the the cheapest seats were two hundred pounds. That was, Every it was like night. Hamilton before Hamilton. Like you could not get tickets to see it. And you, when you could, you had to order them almost six months in advance. It wasn't um, even that. Like you could pay for it like two days before. They were just always 200 pounds. Like I don't even think ridiculous. it was ever sold out. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I could never, I wanted to save up to see it like multiple times, but just I couldn't. I was a poor master's student. Like I couldn't save up. I wanted to see it because I, I really loved the descriptions like of the stage directions in the book. That's one thing I'll give. It looked like a really nice stage production from what I read from it. And I wanted to see how I wanted to see. No, like I just mean I wanted to see how they brought like the special effects 
to the stage because as yeah. somebody who has theater experience that's what i was gonna say like, like you never sounded more like a theater kid you're like i love the stage direction they wrote in the script <laughs> yeah i wanted to see how they made that i wanted to see how they made that happen but this that's is definitely it. better than phantom of the opera because i just went to the left and then went to the right and then looked up. <laughs> but this would have i would go to the left and then look to the right and then look up and then someone would throw down a cherry bomb and it would just look so cool it would look so fucking cool no, Dry I joke, but like I've seen some of the effects cool. they've done. They look amazing. Like all the scarf they effects, like, all the stuff they did with the Death Eaters. <sighs> I'm like, that's really neat. But that story, what? <laughs> it was not asked I... for or needed. It's not asked for. It's not needed. J.K. Rowling didn't even write it, but she put her name on it, and that's just as bad. In it's, my it's opinion, she like she certified it. She yeah. certified it. She could have totally ixnated it. Like, no, this story is terrible. Write me a better one. Like, she has the power to do that. But no, no, she did not. So that, she does, that if you read her mystery novels, I don't think she has the power to get a better one anymore. I think she blew her wad a little bit. Paragraph <laughs> motion. I, I did. <laughs> I've read the first one of her. I've read the Cuckoo's Calling. I haven't read any bad. of the other books. It, like, well, it was, the, it was the all right. One, which we'll talk about in a second is, but uh, I have it. Fine. Um, <laughs> but the Cursed Child, I think it was just like. I know we joke about the fanfic and stuff, and I know you wrote fanfic. I don't mean to be derogatory. It is fan fiction. But it was 100%. It was like, these are everyone's kids, and now they all go to the same school. And to be fair mm -hmm. to the Harry Potter universe, that's super realistic. That's exactly yeah. what Harry Potter was. All yeah. these people's kids went to the same school together. That's not mm -hmm. unreal in that world. But the way mm -hmm. that they did it in Cursed Child, it's like, oh, we're all, I'm evil because my dad was evil, but he's not evil anymore. But we're still kind of evil, and I look exactly yeah. like him. And now we're friends, and... I'm like, what is happening? And then they did time travel. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what this story needed was more convoluted. <laughs> and like, they complete, they destroyed the time turners in the book. So it didn't even fucking make sense. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. My whole thing is I was like, okay, this is, you know, not great, but whatever. And then it got the time travel. And I said, this is, as soon as that happened, I had not made the fan fiction connection. And then I was like, this is every fanfic ever. Oh, they can yeah, time it is. like all of a sudden. It's like everybody's fix it fic, you know, like they it, they weren't happy with one of the books. They weren't happy with how the seventh one ended or whatever. And they just did this to like, I, I don't know what. It's okay now. I don't know what. The last time Turner was hidden somewhere. They kept uh, everyone, whatever the fuck it is. Like. Whatever, whatever they did. Also, Bellatrix and Voldemort had a kid. No, that's in a yeah, lot of no, fan fiction. I can, really I can attest to that's on the character. It did. And that was a thing that was in a lot of fan fictions because I read a lot of fan fiction and I saw it. So when I saw it in actual print, I'm like, no, that wasn't doesn't track. Dumbledore <laughs> didn't like her parts. Like wasn't that was like a that was a thing that was tweeted, I believe, um, and then talked about for like 10 years. <laughs> like, you know, like that exact thing that was said about Dumbledore. And they're like, nah, nah, unlike nah, that. Nah, nah. I'm like, oh, okay, so none of this matters. And then Nothing you think that's like, okay, that's taking away some representation. It's fine. She's never done that before. You look at all of the books, and then that's a good segue to where she's at now. Um, mm. So I'm not asking you guys to get political, which it shouldn't be politics. People should just have rights. I don't know why it's a political stance. Um, but So I'm going to get political. <laughs> no, Yeah, but, uh, always. <laughs> how does it feel with like, Sharday, I really want to hear from you and, and yeah. Chelsea as well. Like people kind of know my stance on this kind of stuff. But how does mm -hmm. it feel when you have someone who was, I wouldn't say hero necessarily. I'm not going to put those words in your mouth, but someone you looked up to, especially Char as a writer, like you have this yeah. person who created this world that you love and you put a part of your identity in to find mm -hmm. out that 
not just that you don't uh, agree, but like it's like a shitty take, like just a bad opinion and kind of de- yeah. like, like reductive and derogatory to a whole group of people. Like, how does that does that make you hate Harry Potter? Like, what does that do for you? Yeah, so I am going to get on my pedestal <laughs> for a second, my soapbox. Yeah, get pedestal. up on your soapbox. Go ahead. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute Kate because can, this is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a twofold statement because I thought a lot about it ever since it happened. And I not only have my view on it, but I actually asked a mutual friend of ours, Terry. I asked Fennis how they thought about it because they are uh, somebody who identifies as a genderqueer person. And I thought that was really important to bring out of the podcast if I could get hold of them before it started. Sure. <laughs> and so I have my opinion on it and it kind of aligns with, so um, we talked about kind of reference the very Potter musical that happened. And obviously I don't think we have enough time on the podcast to talk about what that is. There's so but many the- things. There's so many many things we can't talk about. But a very Potter musical, uh, the woman who played Cho Chang in that musical, she has a YouTube channel. And I stumbled upon that video recently, a video recently that she posted about um, J.K. Rowling and her views and some stuff about a very Potter musical as well. But what was important for this kind of soapbox moment was she said that she aligns that the story is bigger than jk rowling's bullshit (laughs) like (laughs) there comes there comes a point and i completely agree not only as a writer but as like a reader and a fan there comes a point when the story that somebody writes it becomes bigger than themselves and you, you can see that very clearly with harry potter you can see it with twilight maybe even with the hunger games uh with even marvel comics or what have you there comes a point where the star wars (laughs) uh it's bigger than the people who write it. Um, and there's a really great literary theory about this too. So if you ever want to do more research and get like educated on it, uh, Roland Barth, who is a philosopher, uh, he wrote a really great theory about the death of the author where he talks about that, where it's just like when an author writes a book, they put it out into the world, they give up their author authority. They give up their piece of art to be, uh, criticized, to be consumed, to be lauded, to be hated. Um, so there comes a point where the author is just kind of separated from the story itself. And I think that's kind of where I land on it too, because you kind of have to give up your authority as a writer. You have to give it over to the readers and the people to consume. So I don't think that J.K. Rowling's comments, while they hurt a lot, because I do look up to her, or I did look up to her for a while as a writer, um, I don't think it denounces my love of the books or like the impact that the story had on me because the story was so much is so much bigger than jk rowling and another good point that uh devin lytle which is the um the person who played cho chang uh she made in her video was that the woman who wrote harry potter like the first books she's not the same woman anymore she's not on welfare she's not providing for her family uh she's a billionaire right now or she was um at one point and oh, still, money still probably yeah <laughs> and money changes people and it changes their perspective on the world and i think that's also an interesting point to take into consideration obviously i have no idea if that is uh what is happening or um what is going on with jk rowling she's also surrounded by a lot of yes men and yes women who just kind of tell her yes to things because she is so quote unquote powerful because of the privilege that she has now so there's a lot of factors. So as a person, not the biggest fan right now, but I don't think it it doesn't denote Harry Potter like as a story and the impact that it's had. That's my take on it. 
personally. So, um, <laughs> go yeah, on, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Say, my, so does it change about? Does it change how you reread the story if you go back and rewatch or reread? Does it change anything for you? Like no, like through a different lens, I guess. Um, I haven't reread it since like the stuff came out, so that is a to be <laughs> to be determined, I guess. Um, but I think that. J.K. Rowling wrote so many great inclusionary things in the book. Like, and I've, I remember like a, a while back, I looked into um, what, how, like the LGBTQ movements in the 90s and how they correlated with when she was writing about Remus Lupin for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think that she wrote, because a lot of people thought that a while ago, this is before the Twitter stuff happened. A lot of people were saying on social media that they thought that Remus Lupin was uh, portraying like he was a symbol or a metaphor for gay men being predatory or something. And I, I don't remember even what the argument was, but I thought it was ridiculous <laughs> because she... Bit, yeah. It was very, it was very far reaching. So I was just like, that's interesting. But she also wrote the books and I, I did a little research on it because I was conflicted because obviously these people had these concerns and you want to hear both sides of things. So I did research on it and she wrote these books when like the AIDS, like these books are set kind of like at the tail end of the AIDS epidemic. So, <laughs> so like, like there's a chance that maybe there was like. There's a chance. I think she wrote it as like, I think she used lycanthropy as a metaphor for AIDS. Yeah. And like which somebody overcoming AIDS. Which when you say like he wasn't the one, maybe that's far reaching, but there is straight up a character that if you're talking with AIDS and like uh, homophobia being tied in, there's a whole character who is a werewolf who turns children into werewolves. Yes. Yeah. And, like, with his blood. It's like, yeah. Veneer hmm, Grayback. Yeah. And he's a, he's a, he's a villain and yes. he's a villain. He's portrayed as a villain. And yeah. Which so... if we're talking about werewolf or, or AIDS, if someone is, is purposely mm-hmm. giving that to children, sure. Like, that is a villainous act. <laughs> However, what that represents yeah. in real life, uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, yeah. There, there are a lot of, like, things that, you know, you go back and you look at, and J.K. Rowling has spoken on that, like, the Death Eaters are a metaphor for the Nazis. Like, she's written a lot of things with intention to, like, show people about all these dark themes and all these racist things, and she put it in a children's book, and now you have, like, our generation of people saying, hey, people in the government they're acting a little bit like death eaters man <laughs> like right, the fuck yes. and like <laughs> and like i think she almost set the seeds for a lot of people to know what corrupt government looks like like from when oh what was his name the minister of magic when minister he was denying the whole was yeah, real just as fake news the entire yes! series yeah it's like it mirrors what's happening like even now and it's insane and the writer who wrote that i don't think is the same person as she is now who's saying all these things or if she is she is we need to give her room to grow. Like we shouldn't cancel her. And that kind of moves on to what Fennis had to say about uh, JK Rowling. And obviously they identify as genderqueer. So they're not part of the trans community per se, but I wanted somebody's perspective that was from the LGBTQ plus community because I am a, a white cis female. <laughs> so like I kind of wanted um, another perspective on things. And they basically said the same things like, I have like their messages. So I'm just going to like paraphrase what they said so I don't like get it wrong. <laughs> but they said Harry Potter is not JK Rowling. The thousands of people employed 
in Harry Potter associated jobs are saturated with creative folks who inevitably are many of them are queer themselves, most of them who have not ever slash will not ever interact with the mess that is J.K. Rowling herself. Her books have a warm place in millions of hearts, and that is still the case for me. But I can say with confidence that I love the books, not her, and that they are two separate things. And then they also go on to say that if you, you, they don't want to cancel her because they don't believe in cancel culture, which is an entire like yeah, different, that's a whole different, right, a whole different thing. That's many, many hours. Uh, that's many, many hours. Yeah. And they say that, you know, she should be given room to grow just like anybody else, which is a very high road to take and much better than a lot of other people are looking at the situation. So commendments to Fennis. Uh, Also, they said, if you really want to, like, protest what J.K. Rowling is doing, uh, just stop buying her shit. (laughs) Like, just stop buying. Yeah, stop buying her stuff. Stop uh, buying official Harry Potter merchandise. Go on, like, stores like Etsy. Buy things from other, like, creators that are completely independent. Buy secondhand books if you still want to enjoy the stories and uh, tell people about these amazing yeah, yeah, guilt-free, which I know is probably going to move in if we ever get to the topic of, like, Harry Potter video games. Yeah, we'll games. get there. I just wanted to give you a chance to be up on your yeah. soapbox. We, we talked I'm about this soapbox. before. You were like, I'm going to be up there for a little bit on this one, so. <laughs> I, I'm glad I prepared you. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I hope that was articulate enough. But Yeah, no, it was, are, it was yeah. great. Um, hey. and I, I do want to piggyback a little bit because we talked about yeah. it, like all of our stances a little bit on this. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the ball and run with it. I'm in a similar stance. Like I, mm-hmm. the question of separating your, the author from its, from their works is different and that's a different argument. But my whole thing with J.K. Rowling is she's shitty. She's a crappy person and uh, cancel culture is a whole other thing to get into, but I feel guilty buying or supporting that. However, as a person who has worked in creative endeavors and have lots of friends that are working in creative endeavors and want to support people that still work in the now massive IP that is Harry Potter in that world, uh, you know, the wizarding world as they're trying to, they're trying to segue that get away from the Harry Potter name and they're having a hard time. Um, But there's lots of other people that aren't JK Rowling that will be fucked if people stop supporting it. And it sucks because her money's already made, and if you buy something, you are inevitably giving a crappy person more money. Like we said, like if you don't want to support her, like don't buy that stuff. However, there are lots of people that will lose jobs or not be able to work on the thing that they love if you don't support it either. So it's a catch-22 in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, like what we were going to talk about is the new game, the new Harry Potter game. You can call it Harry Potter because Harry Potter's not in it, but the new Wizarding World game. <laughs> you, uh, do we know what it's called coming from WB? I don't remember what it's called, but I remember what the premise is, and I'm very excited about it, and I feel guilty that I'm excited. <laughs> and, and that's that's the, Hogwarts Legacy is what it's called. And okay. uh, I, I'm in the exact same way. When I saw that trailer drop, and I had known about it, it leaked a few years ago, and I've been it waiting, did, and yeah. waiting for it to come out. And it's yeah. so cool looking. It's a full, big RPG world made yeah. with a similar mechanic to the Arkham Asylum games, the, the Batman mm-hmm. games. Like I'm super excited because that world is so cool. And then you yeah. think about, well, if I buy this it's going to put money in jk rowling's pocket but then i think mm-hmm. about all of the creators because i'm a big video game fan all of the creators mm-hmm. of that studio that are going mm-hmm. to be working on that game and if no one buys it they don't they might not get another chance it's very fickle it's a very competitive industry they might not be able to do that again and they're not you know homophobic they're they're not <laughs> right. anti-trans like they're not saying all these horrible things about how women are women and if you say that there's something else then you're probably a murderer in a dress 
Like they're not saying that stupid shit, but, and it's just not fair and it no. is horrible and you don't know what to do. And so what I've decided to do is I really want to support them. I still want to buy that game. So I'm going to buy that game. I'm going to inevitably put more money in JK Rowling's pocket, but I'm also going to put money in their pocket and give them a chance to do something with an IP that is bigger than JK Rowling. But I'm also going to try to make as many donations as possible to trans rights activists and different charities and uh, i'm going to put a list of them actually in the description so as i say all this stuff people will be able to see it and be able to do the same thing i can't say that it'll alleviate your guilt i can't say that that's the right thing to do because the shitty part is i don't know what the right thing is to do in a situation like this because right. it's awful that she's doing those things and i don't support her at all and i know that by buying more of these things that will support her and while mm -hmm. there is another way to do it by not buying any of that stuff i feel like it lets down those other people working on it so yeah. i just wanted to put that out there i know we, we we mentioned it before but yeah so i'm still gonna buy the game i'm probably gonna feel shitty about it i'm probably gonna have a lot of fun playing that game and yeah I'm gonna <laughs> feel shitty about it. exactly there's gonna be all those <laughs> other people's names in the credits though is what i try to remind myself and remind yeah people. hundreds like, if not like a thousand at least a thousand thousands. Maybe there's gonna be names. thousands yeah. of people thousands. On, and, and those people, credits yeah. that are not jk rowling and that's what i try yeah. to think of is important and, you know, because they get to do this, maybe we will get different things out of that world. And maybe eventually they'll divorce her name from it. But in mm. the end, you have to realize if you buy Harry Potter stuff that's official, you're supporting her. And yeah. you can't pretend like that's not true. Like, I can't come out and say, like, oh, don't worry about it, guys. I'm going to make this this donation and then it counteracts it. Like, that's not how, that's not how it works. That's not how karma <laughs> works. That's not how anything works. It's not that black and white. And no matter what, you can't say that you're not supporting her, but still buying that stuff. That's not, not really how it works. You just have to recognize that it's a little bit more gray than that. Um, mm -hmm. But that's my soapbox. <laughs> Chelsea, do you, want, do, do you have anything you need to, to march to? <laughs> march to? No, my soapbox is pretty much aligned with your guys' soapboxes. Um, I think that it's shitty that she is stupid, basically, I guess, <laughs> that she, like, can't can't recognize um, basic rights, especially, like, coming from a background of not having a lot, um, and especially, mm -hmm. like, then rising, and especially, like, be, like rising and, and being in charge of an IP as a woman that is so uh everlasting and and you know all-encompassing touching everyone around the world kind of thing um i think that it's just really really shitty uh i'm back and forth on if i want to buy the game i thought about donating i thought about waiting and just buying it secondhand you know after somebody sells it or whatever so that it would yeah, really be good point too. yeah same thing with the book you can just yeah. go buy it from gamestop if they still exist right so i had thought about doing that <laughs> if they still exist or we both want <laughs> <laughs> that's why i wanted to throw that caveat in there they're like oh he's not a real video game fan he doesn't know gamestop sucks now and i'm like well, I, know. <laughs> I know things um but i just yeah i just haven't decided i'll probably wrestle with it some more um it's just shitty all around it's shitty that it had to be this way not saying that she couldn't you know grow from this but at this sure. point it's like when you have this kind of platform and i'm sure people telling you that the things that you're saying because that's like the really shitty part is how much do you really feel that way if you with all of these people who are probably telling you the negative press that this will enact for you are still coming out with this kind of take you could it would have cost her nothing to just say nothing we then wouldn't yeah. have known you know what i'm saying so she's obviously yeah. something she feels passionate about so at that point i'm like it's not just maybe you'll change you clearly like feel this way to a degree that despite having stuff to lose from it you're still gonna espouse it 
I think that, that is interesting that she's sticking to those convictions, though. It's like she really believes this, man. Like, right? Yeah. Like she's not. She's yeah. not backing down. She's not saying no. It was misinterpreted. She's not saying you know like oh no, that's not how I meant it, or I only meant it in this circumstance, or whatever kind of bullshit excuse that she could make. She's just like no, yeah, like double down on it. Like I, you know, mm -hmm. like far out. And so to me, that's like. I don't know if that will, not that she doesn't deserve redemption, but I don't know if that's redeemable because I don't, at that point, she just is, has too much self like worth in it, installed in it to even care. Cause she knows that people are still going to buy the stuff. You know, she knows that like studios will still want to produce it and people will still pay her for the IP rights for it. And we all so, know it was just viral marketing for her new book, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know she had book. a new book, so like, <laughs> oh, you didn't I didn't know she had a new had book. One. No, <laughs> so, so it did not work for me. The new, yeah, exactly, and it's not good. <laughs> um, but the newest chapter of it, like the the whole thing, like the the next big moment of this whole story was that the killer is a dude who dresses up in drag and goes and murders people by pretending to be. Oh a woman. no! Which to, <laughs> to to be fair, if I need to be fair. Um, sure. this happens in other media. This has happened before. However, sure. often it did not happen right after the author was making anti-trans sentiments. Oof. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Like, oh uh, no. And also it happened in a time where people actually were afraid of that. And the people that are actually afraid yeah. of that now are just homophobic because Yeah. <laughs> we have a word for them now. Homophobic. <laughs> My first Assholes. thought, if I see uh, Assholes, a, yeah. a person who looks, you know, any sort of masculine inside of a dress is that's a person inside of a dress. It's not, oh, no, they might murder me because that's weird. Like, that's just not, it's not how a lot to, of people think these days. They might try to do something sexual to me. Listen, no one wants you, including yourself, <laughs> if you have one. So. 100%. <laughs> like, get out of your net. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you are not the center of the universe. People, it's the but, same. People are like, "Oh, mm -hmm. I just don't want to be hit on," and I'm like, "What? Why would anyone would hit, hit on you? Like, yeah. like this is not about your ego. Like, chill out. Striking out all over the place. Maybe you could use the boost. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, maybe maybe we're taking this out of context. Maybe this also takes place in the Harry Potter universe, and it's still 1990 when that was still outdated. Mm. But uh, mm. <laughs> but anyways, let's uh, we we got on our soapboxes. We set our piece, and uh, now we can segue to the more important topic, which is we mentioned video games. Let's talk about Harry Potter video games before we close out the show and uh does anyone have any fond many memories of harry potter video games because i sure do i mean uh, i played them all the time like on my no? i don't remember if i i don't play them now i think i've gone back and booted up my old gamecube before to like play the old gamecube harry potter games like i think they went up to prisoner of azkaban or no maybe they went up to goblet of fire i don't know but i mostly played them on the console and it was just yeah just me hours playing harry potter games like that's a, <laughs> very fond memories just like but they were great games from what i remember they were not great games um they were not <laughs> yes, that was a full, that was no yes, they, they were, were. Not. that was full sarcasm collect, no offense to any of the people that made them but you can collect all the beans you want to collect all games. the beans collect all no. the beans get the birdie bots full for my age okay like for my age no, when i not played even them. for your age Listen, yeah. i played the ps1 yeah. when it came out sorcerer's stone i played it and that game was bunk okay so the well, they was... tried to throw in all <laughs> stuff and you can't do that mm -hmm. on like a 256 megabyte disc or whatever the playstation no, was no. a lot so like the flying mini game for quidditch was like 
you kind of tilting it, but it kind of just flew itself through rings like the Superman mm-hmm. game on N64. Yeah. Obviously one of the worst games of all time. Like it's been voted on. It's decided. It's almost objective that it's the worst game. And Harry Potter's like, we can do that. And they're like, <laughs> but oh, with yeah. Harry Potter, so people buy it. Yeah, but with Harry Potter. But hey, did you think that that was bad? Don't worry. You can collect beans. Uh, Oh, it was fun. I like it. We have three it. colors of beans. You can get the blue beans. Yeah. Um, you can get the green beans. Um, we we can get the red beans, and uh, then That's there's it. a troll. Yeah. And then so <laughs> the game I was have, so bad. I have never played a Harry Potter game, but uh, my boyfriend's brother bought a GameCube and bought a ton of games for it, but also Amazing. bought all the Harry Potter games for it just so that we Amazing. could have them. So and, uh, amazing so is not seen, the word I would use it, but I have, seen, I have seen them played now at this point, but I so, have never played them before. So I don't know. I get the bean reference, sort of. Okay, well, like again, for oh. it being a PS One game, it was kind of cool that you could explore the whole castle. That was a neat part. It wasn't as bad as it made it sound. The graphics were bad, but it's fine. It was a PS One game, but it wasn't awful. Were you gonna say I, something? To, I heard it. Oh, I, yeah. I will say I have played the Harry Potter Go. Oh yeah! It's not called Harry Potter Go, but it's not called that. But it's the same. That's what it is. It was okay. So I was so excited for that, and it had no one. No one played that game. There was like I played it. People, (laughs) I played it. Everyone that I worked, everyone that I worked, played it, and so like we would play it while we were at work. You know, like when we were supposed (laughs) to be working, but whatever. And, so, Quirky uh, Games the did their best. I mean, it was just a Pokemon Go ripoff, but like in a fun way, yeah. So it was fun. fun. Kyle yeah. still plays it, actually. I think I played the Ghostbuster one instead when that came out because I was like, yeah, of I course like you Ghostbusters did. more. Yeah, nerd. But, <laughs> I am. I am a nerd. I'm gonna you get like more it more than you ones. like Ghostbusters more than Harry Potter. I 100% like Ghostbusters more than Harry Potter. That's, That's not a even bold thing. They only have one movie. They had one movie, three TV shows, uh, some of the best comic books ever. And okay, so uh, I haven't seen anything except the one movie. I haven't seen the <laughs> or the, the other movie where they remade the, the second. Well, life. there's also the sequel movie, which was more for kids. And that's probably why I liked Ghostbusters so much at the time, because I was a little kid. And then the reboot was bad, but the people in it were dope. Um, but we're not here to talk about Ghostbusters. We're talking about Harry Potter. And eventually, as like Sade was saying, the later ones, they did implement like it's basically like a like a um what what's the word like a third person shooter basically so like you even had yeah, like cover did, mechanics yeah. like you mm-hmm. would lock to cover and you'd be able to shoot like expelliarmus at people and i'm like this is mm-hmm. kind of fun it wasn't a great game in comparison to other games to but... other games yeah sure yeah. but like when i played the first couple games like i wasn't the only games i was playing when i was younger were, were mario harry potter. <laughs> no oh, were harry mario. potter and mario yeah they were just a, like really basic nintendo games and then a couple of harry but potter mario games. Was one of the best games of all time and harry potter's and the sorcerer's stone is not <laughs> yeah but those are the only terry those are the only two kinds of games i was playing i wasn't playing like rpgs yet that's i wasn't enough, playing though. that's enough to go well, no this it was not good, and this game is not good no but it was as a not kid, though I... like, you just play anything you get your hands on so yeah, I, understand I was that. a kid and harry potter was my one personality like point <laughs> like that's all i had so like of course i was gonna enjoy them i know a lot of people don't like it but what i love is quidditch the harry potter quidditch cup i think that that game uh, is amazing still yeah. i know a lot of people it's like it's fine but it number one it makes you realize okay quidditch is not as complicated as they showed you in the movies or she tried to describe in the books but it is a working game even though if you were just go by the rules that she describes doesn't make any sense 
um, why do you do anything if you just catch the snitch to win? It's because you don't just catch the switch to win. The snitch has a point total and it ends the game. Uh, so yeah, that they yeah. did that in the fourth. They did that in the fourth book, Terry. They explained like you could catch yes. the snitch, but you don't win the game. The fourth book, there were three other yeah. books where we played a fuck ton of Quidditch and didn't explain anything. Yeah, because um, the characters were like up to like 13 years old nobody gave a shit they were just having fun terry no, nobody no, cared no, about no, the mechanics no, 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 of quidditch no, 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 no. yet Listen, as a person who played little league baseball and whatever you called like remedial basketball um <laughs> we knew the fucking rules okay we didn't know all the rules like i've already gone to the nba as a uh, eight-year-old i wouldn't have been like hold on so i'm not allowed to do this or that like if you look at the nfl some shit gets complicated but I knew the basics of if I shoot the basketball from here, I get two points. If I shoot it from back there, I get three points. I am aware of those rules. However, with Quidditch, people are like, what are the rings for? Still. <laughs> There's three books. And they were like, I still don't know how to fucking play this you game. But the quaffle <laughs> through the rings, Terry. They explained that in the first no, book. Put, they have a whole lesson rings, about you it. You don't know why. <laughs> I get points, Terry. You get ten points. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight you. But I did. I really did like in my undergrad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the people who play quit, like you're just you just have a broom between your legs. Dude. You do, like, and then you have a... somebody. Then you have somebody dress up all in yellow, who's like a cross country runner, <laughs> and and they run around the field. It's a li- it's amazing. We've never seen live Quidditch being played in the real world. Let me just you tell really you, you're missing out. You know out. what I do do dig though? Like, have you seen the the um the drinking game Quidditch? Oh God, no! Pong, you have, like, oh no! The, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. game that is amazing. I thought that was a really cool invention. But I do that like the great. Quidditch uh, video game, and uh, I am super excited because those other games suck so bad. I am super excited for the new one because it looks like yeah. it's going to be a solid game, whether or not yeah. you like Harry Potter. Probably it does. Yeah, and I remember seeing the trailer kind of like you did, and, and like I got super into RPGs like these last like five six years. Like that is my niche in gaming. That's so all you I just play. Not even, like frothing. Like, I right? was like... literally. I yeah. I came. Like I was <laughs> so excited when I saw the trailer. Not only that though, Terry. It's based in Victorian England, and if you know anything about me and like the thing I wrote for my dissertation, I love Victorian England. I know a lot back about and listen to Charday's Victorian episode of England. No Consequence. It's all about yeah. how she's an Angliophile and moved there mm-hmm. and rides the tube and has a flat yeah. and eats fish and yeah. chips and doesn't like the sun and has horrible teeth now and all the other yeah. really mm-hmm. not true tropes about people who live in. <laughs> I'm a little late, but also I'd like to say jerk off motion. I was eating part of my sandwich and I missed when she said that she came in my mouth. If that becomes the catchphrase for this show, which by the way, people just went on a roller coaster with us because we have like close to like 13,000 new listeners uh for wow. the Camping creations network. And there are some people who this is definitely their first time listening to Right in the Fields, and they just heard a lot of information <laughs> about Harry Potter, a lot of information about Chardé coming, mm-hmm. and a lot of information yeah. about chicken sandwiches from Chelsea for some strange reason. It's a burger today. <laughs> Listen, I'm hungry, okay? Like, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you so much for joining us on that roller coaster. Guys, I'm about to wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to say on Harry Potter before I begin hitting people with outro stuff? Uh, uh, Harry Potter is great. J.K. Rowling is kind of trash right now, but maybe she can get better. Uh, please vote. Bye. <laughs> yes. That's I guess.
the, not the for one JK true. Rowling. No, don't no, go for JK stop, Rowling. No, 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 no. <laughs> that could no, don't go for JK Rowling. Don't write in JK Rowling on your ballots, for the love of God. <laughs> the one true thing that Harry Potter showed me more than anything else is my love of castles. And now I frequently <gasps> search them on the internet because I need to live in one. So that's my take. The Love one that. thing I learned that I don't normally like is when people have overtly complicated like magic systems in their books because I'm a nerd, so I like to know how things work. But I'm you just want to know person... how they you can you can want to know how you can make them into a into a, a tabletop a, RPG. an RPG exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, but also as a person who thinks magic should be magic, I don't like all those rules. So I read Harry Potter. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then when you make contradictions to what every spell can do, how it can be done, and where it can be done for seven books, you probably should have made a cheat sheet in the first one that said this is how it works, so you don't mess that up. So that's what I learned reading Harry Potter is, uh, you know. Has it helped you? Has yeah. it made oh, you a better person? Yeah. Oh, it's made me a better yeah. writer. I don't I I don't think JK World Rowling builder. has made me a better person. Yeah. Um I'm <laughs> I'm a shitty person, but for other reasons, like mm. I just yell at people on the street and I eat too many. Listen hot to the dogs. take on how much he loves his kids. Like <laughs> Yeah. I listen, the <laughs> every time I mention my kids, it is full of sarcasm. I love my children and mm. I might take mm. them to Harry Potter Land if the pandemic goes away. And if big if if they like Harry Potter, they might be like uh, super offended by its existence because of J.K. Rowling. So I don't know. <laughs> Are they on Twitter, Terry? Did you give them Twitter accounts? Not yet. Should I keep them like... up to date? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, does he have any friends or anybody to talk to? So he's like, hey, you guys want to know what's going on today? Hey, my you little, guys want to know what's trending? This is very politically active. Um, mm. <laughs> no but like it's the internet it's written in ink so eventually True. no matter what people say is fake news they will find out about these things um but yes that's the last thing is go vote please you still have time not much time left you have about 12 days um to get registered in most states and uh if you want to request an absentee ballot i think you're a little late for most of those but you can, there's early voting all over the fucking place um in most states again so like you have a chance you can go do this now if you don't want to be infected with covid and doing it on the day of there's lots of other options but do it for the love of god <laughs> just go vote. for the love of all the gods yes odin be damned go vote <laughs> I, I gotta catch myself sometimes odin, the love of what god. Do you mean? i'm like i don't love god like why, <laughs> why am i saying that <laughs> for the love of zeus <laughs> like, yes just... I, I i'm much more okay. into, into norse mythology. he had lots of loves so he did exactly <laughs> he did lots of loves he treated them terribly animal bad and guy. human alike mm -hmm. um, bad bad mm -hmm. didn't also. he didn't he birth somebody from his thigh once yeah is that a thing sure. that happened? somebody cut his mm -hmm. thigh and then he comes mm -hmm. out yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 cool 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 Crazy. we stand um <laughs> Anyways, that's about it. Thank you so much for listening to Right in the Feels, your favorite nostalgia podcast, or was your favorite nostalgia podcast before we talked about Harry Potter for two hours. I apologize. Um, if you like this, go and subscribe on whatever podcast app you want to. If we're not on that app, message me at campykillcreations at gmail.com. I will put it on all the different platforms you want, but we are most places nowadays. Um, if you really, really like this, head over to patreon.com slash can't be killed creations and drop a buck or two. It's super helpful. It keeps the lights on. Like I mentioned before, keeps chicken sandwiches in Chelsea's pocket or whatever she does with them. I don't know. I have a drawer. We've talked uh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it doesn't do anything for Sharday, but maybe I'll pay her to come um, on the show uh, another time and talk about something else. You like other things other than Harry Potter, right, Sharday? 
I th- I thought I'd made this clear. Harry Potter is my one, one trick personality. Pony. I'm a one trick pony. I don't like uh, anything. Okay. <laughs> we might not get Chardonnay back unless I pay her. So there you go. Perfect incentive. Give us some money and I can do that. But seriously, it helps. Mm-hmm. Keeps the lights on. Keeps everything going. You get bonus content, early content, all the sorts of stuff you would want from a Patreon and become a patron over there. If you don't want that, it's all free at campykillcreations.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on all the social media, you can follow us at, at campykillcreations or at at can't be killed pod i'm at resident stivel stivel at resident stevel on twitter <laughs> it's in the bio that we'll see it it's in link the description. bio does anyone else want to link you. any of their stuff uh chelsea has anonymity because she has a real job oh snap what's that like <laughs> well know. it's not I a real it. job it's just full-time <laughs> law school so it's bad oh, <laughs> that's basically a real job it is 100 percent a real job yeah, like, yeah, yeah, i can yeah. guarantee it's better or worse than any job i've ever had because they actually care <laughs> <Oof>. um, <laughs> do you want to plug any of your stuff or do you want anonymity because you are a woman and it's dangerous no what the fuck are you talking about i'm just saying uh, sometimes there are dudes in dresses on the street mm-hmm. and they're coming for you according to jk Rowling. i thought you I were trying you to, to be to... careful why are you trying to talk down about our listeners terry they don't deserve that you don't know them except for the ones you do wow listen i read the new book and now terry i'm just didn't afraid mean it. terry didn't mean it everyone who listens he doesn't think that you're creepy I don't think anyone is creepy, and I'm still just mad about J.K. Rowling, and because we talked about the book, and I was mm-hmm. looking up more articles about the book, so I'm just getting ramped up again, I'm sorry. You should be. Remember your you gamer be really moment? Sorry. Before I don't have heated gamer recording. moments, Chelsea, okay? Okay, well, you just let unleash one on everyone. I have heated J.K. Rowling moments where I say sarcastic things, and I'm just mad. Sorry. Doesn't come Continue, Sharday. Would you like to say all <laughs> of your uh, social media? Uh, sure. You can follow me on Twitter at Shardee, S-H-A-R-D-E-E. Uh, Gosh, and check. My stuff. I know, right? And uh, keep uh, keep an eye out in there because I may or may not be developing my own podcast with a friend soon about nerdy things. So keep an eye out. Sure, she's our direct keep an eye out. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have to cancel this one. Um... <laughs> come, back, come back and plug all of your podcasts um when everything's you, official you know, yeah <laughs> exactly exactly you can come back on put up get on another soapbox and talk about how you can wear whatever you want and people mm-hmm. shouldn't think you're a murderer um exactly. yeah. <laughs> i'm never gonna i mean i'm never gonna stop talking except about I, it I mean except i am a murderer so well that's fine though as long as yeah. you know as a lo- as a future lawyer i can tell you right now don't say that <laughs> don't fucking say that. I've never I'll murdered anyone in my entire life. I, I, was, I would like to allege that I disclaim having heard that. I'm not a legal, <laughs> a legal, legal attorney. I'm not certified. So hashtag not legal advice. Hashtag not <laughs> a trending. Yet. Uh, and we're going to end it there on just be kind for the love of God and all of the other gods and, you know, your favorite fiction. Just be nice to people. Be nice and vote, please. Oh, God. All right, guys. I'm going to go cry a little bit, and we're going to call it there. This has been Right in the Fields, and we're out.